Now then, lids, you're listening to the legendary Have A Word. If you enjoy this podcast, you will love being a patron. You get an extra 90-minute episode every single Wednesday, pure, unadulterated, unfiltered, Have A Word bullshit with me, Adam Carl, and to a lesser extent, the Fintern. It's behind a paywall. It gets a little bit loose. It gets a little bit squirrely. It's some of our favorite podcasting because Adam says all sorts of shit that can't go on the proper internet. Once you sign up, you get the full back catalogue of all the patron exclusive we've done every week since May. 2019. You also get to watch the now legendary Lockdown Lock-In where we got absolute shit-faced and recorded it. Oh my god, it got messy. And any more Lockdown Lock-Ins will only be on Patreon. Once you subscribe you also get early access to the public episodes. The public get it on Monday, you'll get it on Saturday morning. And there's discounts on merch, discounts on live tickets. It's an amazing deal. We're dead proud of it. This Patreon has got us through one of the worst years of our career. But we also think it's a fucking dealio. Sign up at patreon.com slash have a word pod you will not regret it now let's crack on if you're good at something never do it for free now i'm getting the word nuts hey i'm not doing it for dan i'm not doing it for carl i'm doing it for finn (laughs) every day who the fuck is that guy Upset me, nasty bitch. Oh, Jesus. Don't chat to me. I can see fumes coming off your pom-pom lot like petrol station. Shut up. Disgusting. Coming to you from the soon-to-be world-famous Havaward Studios. Hidden away in the scenic hills of sunny Rancorn, England. These are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale, and Sensei Carl. With full HD video episodes on YouTube. It has to be. Have a word. I created a monster. Nobody the Eminem rap, it just doesn't quite match up with the pipe. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Fuck you. Um, you yeah. look like an autistic kid who's been... <laughs> that's not new though, is it? <laughs> that's, that's not just happened. That's been going on for a while. And I've got to wear my fucking driving glasses today, which is making me feel like like the fucking accountant's gone. Well, I've got a bloody um, a rap battler on today. <laughs> so I've put a baseball cap on, bloody it's, snap back. It and I'm just still looks my... like a kid who's like, I want my hoodie and I want my jacket and I want my glasses and my hat and my headphones and my pipe. Everything. I've got everything. <laughs> Mate, I am a, a modern guess who staple if we did a fucking have a word guess who yeah but you've is got he, everything on is he a nonce click um has he got a hat on <laughs> like you says too much you know that old hack line that compares use when the compare and there's yeah. like a bald guy with a beard in the audience yeah, at hot water yeah, yeah. and you're like fucking hell mate you look like every character from guess who yeah 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 right you know that line i hate it because it doesn't make sense does it because if you look like every if you look like every guest from guess who then you'd either you'd all get them put down or no, not yes. get put down. I it only works that you look like so and so from Guess Who if they are like completely bald with like a ginger beard. 
Yeah. And then they really do look like... And they don't look like the women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but they don't look like everyone. It's just a very guess-who look. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for that. You do start by uh, a lot of podcasts by sort of turning left and then giving me a fucking, like, fashion run through like what like it's a very considering we like uh, well you play up to that co- oh yeah of course i do provoke oh, me. Yeah. but it's it's <laughs> so, a it's a predominantly heterosexual podcast but we do start like what's going on here babes what's yeah. this and what's that it, oh you, i don't did know you go heterosexual because i'm wearing pink is this a homophobic no i mean we are a, a heterosexual podcast aren't we but did you did that come into your head because i'm wearing pink and you're like straight <laughs> no, i think you're getting a bit defensive about it yeah mm, guess who's gay um, um so, how you doing, mate? You're all right. I'm okay. Uh, I want to start by talking about uh, the the potential of us winning a, an award from a website that we've sort of another award, another second. W- would this be our second? Yeah, I've lost count. Joe, <laughs> one, <laughs> <laughs> one. Well, if we win an award every year, though, I'll take that. Yeah, to get me awards, one, one, two. Um, so Chortle oh, was that a fucking reference that I didn't get? It's a, it was, it's a famous Scouse video. Yeah, all right, all right. Get me coat. Um, now to get me coat. One, two. two. Do you really want to see what happens when I, I get say, to three? Is that three. in the snooker hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that one. Yeah. Oh, I showed you. <laughs> yeah. um, bloody, uh, and that's a, a YouTube video <laughs> that young bloody lads, <laughs> lids from Liverpool and the Merseyside area enjoy on the internet. <laughs> so on. Carry on. Uh, comedy industry website Chortle are doing their annual awards, the Ooh. Chortle Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're doing a twist on it because obviously comedy has been largely non-existent for the best part of a year. So they're doing their lockdown legends, uh, sponsored by Audible as well, which is Amazon's book thing. Nice. I think. And uh, that was really weird. You both put headphones on at the exact same time and you look like creepy twins in like a killer film. We're ready to go. Adam's talking about the industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's learn. Um, so they're taking public uh, nominations for comedians who've like put out content to get them through lockdown. Now, you know, I don't want to say that we definitely deserve that award, but to do an episode every day during lockdown one, over 150 episodes in total, yeah. amass two and a half thousand patrons, and build the first yeah. purpose built podcast in the UK. Yeah. There's many. Woo! <laughs> there's, <laughs> Yeah! Come on, I'm trying to hype you up. <laughs> There's many people. Many! Who would say... <laughs> loads! Would say... Would say... Chitta chatter. That we... What are they saying, Adam? That we that we might have earned a nomination from our listeners. You're fucking too right! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's my dog! That's my dog right there! Don't you ever step up to a fucking... What are we doing? A podcast or YouTube channel. Motherfucker. Can you tell we have a hip-hop guest today? Um, yeah, so we, we would just like if you went to our Twitter, uh, or if you're a patron, there's a post on Patreon as well, you can find the link, uh, and on Instagram as well, the link's on there too. And uh, just vote for us. And listen, it's not just to support us. In fact, we'll put it in the bio with this video as well. We'll It'll put it in the bio. It's not just to support us. Uh, and to give us that boost for the work we've done, we already do that. You, you're, uh, you. If you subscribe to this on YouTube, if you download it, if you go beyond that and you're a patron, we love your support and we appreciate it. And that's what we do it for. But we also want this recognition, not just for us, but to sort of take that recognition and then stuff it up the arse of everyone in the industry that we don't like. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> this is our house. <laughs> I mean, we. 
We got a lease, but this is our house. How funny would it be if we rejected the award? If we got all of our listeners, patrons, fans, followers to go through this, and then industry website Chortle, which in the past has been accused of being slightly negatively biased towards northern working class comics. I think that's fair to say. I think maybe it would be really funny if they were like, we'd like to give you this award because, you know, thousands of your listeners got in touch and we were just like, you know what, lad? Shove it up, Mother Teresa's cunt! (laughs) How are you saying that? Email, voice note. (laughs) Yeah. Video form. Does Mother Teresa write for Chortle? Is she one of the... She's one of the other reviewers. No, but that'll make it even better because then they'll be like, why are you bringing her into it? Like, if you were listening, (laughs) you'd know. I honestly, I've always got on with Chortle and I've got on with them a lot better since 2018 when Steve Bennett, who is the creator and editor and he's the boss at Chortle and he does uh, a large amount of their reviewing in Edinburgh, but he also has second and third sort of guys that he goes to, like secondary reviewers. Mm -hmm. And... I can sum up every Steve Bennett chortle review I got in four, five fringes by doing this noise. This is his review of me, like, huh? That's basically what he gave me. Mm. Some combination of, huh? Like, never like, and never like, ah! always like, and then in 2018, when I did my best show, he didn't review it, and fucking Ola Gunnar Solskjaer came on as the super sub and gave me a four and a half stars early that. in the fringe. And at one point on Chortle, no one had a five. So they do it in a league table style. This was like literally got my dick hard, that fringe. No one had a five. And then me and David O'Doherty had four and a half. And because my my name, D-A-N, is before D-A-V... I was top of the fucking league. I was like Southampton in October. Fucking <laughs> shut the league off. <laughs> fucking brilliant. No more reviews, again. We're done with reviews. Let's go home. They fucking. gave me in my breakout year in Edinburgh, which was 2018, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were my first good review that I got four from them. Wasn't your breakout year 2017? No, that was my best show. So the one in the caves, the big room, when we did all that flyering together. That was 2018. Was that your breakout year? I think so. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, you got the award. Yeah, yeah. Um, Your breakout year room was three times bigger than my sixth venue. (laughs) 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 It's good fun, isn't it? (laughs) Do you ever feel sick, nauseous, when you're talking? Um, Yeah, I I got a four-star from from Steve Bennett. A chortle. Do you want to swap the mugs out? No. Okay. I'm good with caffeine, sarcasm, and inappropriate thoughts. You, uh, I, I'm fine with I love cock. Um, what? Uh, that must have been weird for the audio. Sorry, guys. We've got some visuals going on for a YouTube channel. As well as podcast. Grow up. Um, yeah, I got... They, they kicked off that year for me, to be fair. Like, right. I got off... And chortle's weird because the general public don't give a flying fuck about it because they don't know what it is. But everyone in the industry, especially during the Edinburgh Festival, everyone reads chortle. So, like, when you have a bad chortle review, like I did in 2016, every time you walk into a bar for, like, a day and a half, everyone looks at you like your mum's just died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly that annoying. It's that annoying. When you get a good one, you walk in, you're like, mate! I know. Mate! I didn't get another review the whole fringe. Chortle, fair fucks to Chortle, 
he goes out, he makes a point of, I'm going to review as many as I can. Like yeah. some some more reputable, I mean, all that like, uh, you know, studentjizzbiscuit.co.uk, that doesn't count. They're like, we reviewed lots of shows. We got children from year fives all over Midlothian. That doesn't count. <laughs> I'm talking about the Scotsman, the Herald, the, thing the Times, is, though, the Telegraph. It, it's the thing now. If they gave you four or above, you'd put it on the poster, wouldn't you? You're fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> I got... <laughs> We're standing here going, student just biscuit. Year fives, fucking idiot. Four and a half stars, you're saying. If an eight-year-old <laughs> Scottish kid's like, I thought it was quite nice, and he had he moved around and made funny noises. I'd be like, good on you, kid. You're on the fucking poster next year. Um, yeah, he gets around to everyone, so he does. You've got to give him that. He really does make the effort of reviewing, doesn't he? I can't remember what my point was, but I, I know we all give Steve Bennett shit, but at least he reviews all of the things. The what? problem with it is that it <laughs> went... What? Go on. Um, <clears throat> go on. So I, I've known something for a while. What? Um, so a good few years ago now. It must Just be like quite a while six ago. years, maybe seven years ago. I think it was when I was in blue. So how long ago was that then? Six years. Seven. 24, 15, something like that. <sighs> Don't know. I've really tried to block, block a lot of baby blue out of my mind. <laughs> so there was a Twitter account that went like, it went viral amongst the comedy community. And it was uh, a Steve Bennett parody account. And there was a lot of very famous people tweeting it, saying it was very funny. Like Ahmed Jalili tweeted it. Uh, Jimmy Carr tweeted it, I think, at one point. Uh, they're like, this is hilarious. Whoever runs this account needs to make themselves known. And until this moment, the identity of its creator has been anonymous. And it was Carl. <laughs> oh my God, is that true? It's mad because... Um, <clears throat> when I, Do you like your formative comedians? Like the ones you watched when you were growing up? Yeah. Armand Jalili was one of mine. I loved Armand Jalili. Oh, he's great. And um, he tweeted me and said, whoever runs this account is a genius. I was like, Armand Jalili's just called me. I was like, what? Yeah, so what did you do on the on the parody account? Because I'm I'm really glad that I just before we announced who that parody account was that Steve Bennett will definitely know about. <laughs> I was like, you know what, fair fucks to him. He reviews everyone, and that's a really positive thing. He followed. And me? now let's tell. Uh, did he follow it? Yeah. Yeah, but then if I think if, he followed it to see what it was saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he retweet it? <laughs> yeah. Did he retweet? It? Did you get a message from Steve Bennett going, "Whoever this is is an absolute genius." <laughs> Um, that's more than he's ever said about either of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the one time he was nice about me, it was his fucking substitute. Because he, it, I don't know if he still does it now, but there was a there was a thing that he used to always spell people's names wrong. Yeah. Um. So I used to I followed. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah the, the, like a, a common criticism of him is that uh, he doesn't spell check his reviews. Right. Including the names of the comics. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know this. He's definitely we're not winning this award if we're saying this. <laughs> so I used to like. I used to and the winners to are Adam Rao and Dan Nightingale. <laughs> <laughs> he, bec he becomes the industry reviewer of a version of that African <laughs> African sports results guy. And I didn't know. I used to uh, I used to reply to tweets and like misspell people's names wrong and say great tweet like three out of five but reads like a four. Oh, nice just the usual nice. shit that in you... jokes <clears throat> funny in joke comics love that sort of shit that's yeah. not the only twitter account you've had oh, where I'm you've so... been a bit of a cunt with oh, it, my favorite ever this guy helped us 
I wish I could do. I would do this now. I used to do this when I was like a fucking idiot. I'm missing. I was still over twenty. I made a Twitter handle called Sky Help UK, and it was it was very similar to the actual Sky Help. And did you use the logo? Oh, if you went on the Twitter, the only thing was different. It didn't have a blue tick. You're, you're basically, without being a cunt, you're doing the same thing that like those texts like fishing for details of banks come. Nat West, you've yeah. just had a, a cancellation on your card. Send us your details. And you're like, well, it looks official. And then you go on a website and they've made it look official. Yeah. You were doing the piss take version of that. For so what I'd do is I'd search Twitter for people who were tweeting Sky Help. And I'd go for people who weren't maybe tech savvy I wouldn't go for like ah get onto it you get onto it and they go sky help my internet's gone off uh, this is a fucking joke I pay 50 pound a month and then I'd reply quickly and say like we're not fucking arsed that your internet's gone off by the looks of your picture you're an ugly cunt um shit like that Right. And they go, well, I'm down to fucking virgin. You. And I'd be like, oh, well, fair fuck. We don't, we're not going to miss you and all that. And like, We're Sky. Yeah. But I'd do ones like, um, why is my connection gone awful? I'd be like, where do you live? And they go, like, Rotherham. I go, because it's a shithole. <laughs> and my asked about Rotherham internet. You can go and get fucked. And then uh, Twitter shut me down. Yeah. I, I was doing it for about a month. and it, Yeah. I, it was the funniest thing. Uh, yeah. Big multinationals will probably ask another big multinational to shut that shit down. Yeah. God, Carl, that's really fucking good. Oh, it was so funny because then you'd see, like, the people he's... Because the people he was tweeting it at thought this was someone who worked for... They weren't getting onto it. So they'd reply and be like, I've never been spoken to this way by customer service in my life. This is disgusting. I want to speak to your manager. I am the manager, you stupid old bitch. <laughs> That is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Oh, good on you. Speaking fake accounts, eh? Speaking of uh, anonymous Twitter accounts, have you seen uh, the thing that's kicking off with on Twitter with the that's a white lineup account? Have you seen this? No. It's so dull. Oh, I've got to talk about this though. Yeah, but it's so... I mean, I mean the subject's funny, but it's such a like... Uh, I'm so 24 hours behind everything. I just like... Because just no, don't enjoy Twitter for that. I'm still getting over baked beans on Weetabix. Go on. So someone set Which up isn't a thing, Jilly Bean. <laughs> someone set up a Twitter account. What are you doing? You're getting the Texan flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't showed it yet, have we? I got this. <coughs> I got this in honor of our. Uh... You're holding it the wrong way. No. Is it the Lone Star? That what's called the Lone Star, Is it, Steve? Isn't it that? That makes more <clears throat> sense. Yeah. We've got two patrons from Texas. Yeah. Texas Jilly Bean and Zorin. And did one of them send us? Or Zorin. No, I just got it. I just saw it. Just... You paid for it? Yeah. That better not be going on the fucking expenses. I'm not paying for your vanity projects. Already fucking done. <laughs> not paying for the vanity projects. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rat. Um, so someone has set up a Twitter account <laughs> called at that's a white lineup. And what they're doing is, for example, this week on 8 out of 10 Cats, there's countdown. We've got Jimmy Carr hosting... Team captains John Richardson and Sean Locke. And the guests are David O'Doherty and someone else who's white. And then they'll quote tweet it with, that's a white lineup, with the intention of pointing out the underrepresentation of people of colour in the comedy industry. Mm -hmm. And they quote tweeted the, a poster yesterday for an online gig with an entirely white lineup, um, without really considering the fact that that all white online lineup was to raise money. For a cancer hospice. 
right? <laughs> so they're, they're pointing out. Listen, BAME people get cancer too. They do. Yeah. Here's my question. So they, they've obviously got an issue with the fact that this uh, this hospice, these evil bastards who run this cancer hospice, right? Mm-hmm. They have booked a comedy lineup mm-hmm. um, and they've neglected, the, like, to be fair to them, to be fair to the hospice, got to give credit where it's due, right? Half of the people booked are w- women, half of the people booked are men. Oh, come on. They have 50 50 there. What more can you do? But oh, well, what, more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they yeah. th- no people of colour though. So that, obviously, to be fair to this, that's a white line. They are pointing that out. I'm just wondering, like, love it. I love it when he asks me these questions. Yeah. What do you think, Dan? Well, thanks for the loaded gun. Let me point <laughs> it at my own head, Adam. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think if you want. I think it's really funny where because this account has had quite a lot of love from the 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 wokey part of the comedy industry. Or like, we need to solve all injustices. Every time eight out of ten cats does countdown, doesn't have a person of colour on, that's a problem. You can always find there's plenty of talented people of colour in our industry, and you should be making sure that they feel represented in every episode. And there's a lot of people who toe that line, and that's what they do. And a big part of their job in comedy is making sure everyone is doing things okay. And what I really love is when someone takes that too far, so even those people go, nah! <laughs> it's a hospice, mate! It's a fucking charity gig for a hospice! You're on your own! I love being woke, but I also don't like criticising places where people go to be cared for as they die. I also want to know did how the, the person who's like criticising them for the comedy lineup, like... Are they also, like, going to look into, you know, the staff at the hospice, make sure all of those people, are, you know, equal men and women, equal people of colour and white people, and then are they going to go and check the beds of the patients and be like, there's just too many white people dying in this hospice. Sorry, Margaret, you're too white for this hospice. Get in the car park! Yeah, fade away outside as we like, get... Like, at what point are they oh, going to start campaigning for more people of colour to be getting cancer and well, stuff? No, they're just going to tweet about it and do the classic Twitter, like, aren't they? That's the... Yeah. That's and what's it. really funny is another comic called Darius Davis has found out who is behind the account <gasps> and has it? started tweeting them saying, this is you, and she's going, it isn't! I'm behind the other one! And then he replied and said, well, unless you've got the same IP address or you just sit next to this person at the same internet cafe, yeah. they're both definitely you because I've done some digging. Good on you, Darius Davis. Yeah, just... Who is it? There's nothing wrong not with... There's nothing wrong with pointing out the representation stuff. That's absolutely fine. But it also paints the industry out to be just so, like, overtly racist. Like, we sit... And in, the racism is very quiet in comedy. We keep it to the green room and WhatsApp groups. <laughs> and, you know our, I mean? and our YouTube show. <laughs> but it, it really... That's a white lineup, And it almost... Like, I get it when you've got your angle on things and you're like, we need more representation. But as an industry, that is something that has been worked on and we are working on. Like, it's, it's not like... It, it almost paints us like a whole industry going, no, it's no problem. I'll just get white lads on all the time. Like, there are these discussions in the, the forums, in dressing rooms, on bills. And, and of course, if you look at the industry, and there is a majority of white people in the industry on stage promoting, but, like, the hard fact is, and, I, and this is, there's no angle on this politically, there is a majority of white people 
in this country. It's just a fucking numbers game. And to just be like, that's a white lineup, that's a white lineup, you're like, it almost suggests, without any articulation, it suggests that we're all going, yeah, we're absolutely fine with that, and we couldn't give a fuck. And you're like, we do. People do care. We're aware of it. We all work at it. It's just not as easy as sitting on a Twitter account and going, well, I'm a good person, and you're obviously not. Send. It's just like, so shitty. And I also think, like... I see a lot of sort of white knights, and by that I mean white-skinned knights, who are like, I agree with this, and we need to really solve this, but then they're the people getting the opportunities as well. Do you know what I mean? You know when you see like a TV lineup, like Mock the Week or something, and someone goes, oh, well, they're all white men, and then there's people who've done this series of Mock the Week going, yeah, it's really bad, actually, and you're like, well, turn it down. Yeah. Say no, and suggest someone... It'd also, be... just go through the lineups on Mock the Week. Fucking hell, it's not just all white men, is it? Like they, more than anything, if you if you're all white men from the same school, <laughs> if you're funded by fee payers like the BBC, they work so much on diversity. Like sometimes to the point where it's criticised because you're like, God, you've really just you've got you you're ticking boxes. But yeah, it's just it's very difficult. More more interestingly, who at the hospice is booking? The lineup, I think it's the patients. Right, I think they all pick their favourite. <laughs> Do you comedian. not think one of the nurses is like, honestly, we're losing room four. He's going. Hang on, <laughs> just trying to book more white comedians. <laughs> he's not breathing. I'm trying to get a comedy night going. <laughs> oh, fuck sake. How do you spell spiky Mike? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if everyone just know he. Uh, I think it's S-P-I-K-Y, I think. <laughs> if everyone who did a charity night had to source the comedians themselves, like, got any recommendations? Guys, breathe in, breathe out. Let's try and do it. Go on, any recommendations? Little Timmy? <laughs> I like Steve Shanyaski. Oh, God, we'll, we'll phone him. Do you know the number? Well, that's, that's very good, Timmy, but we've actually already got four white people on, so you can't have your favourite one. Enjoy heaven. <laughs> Struggling to breathe, Timmy. Are you a racist? <laughs> I'm dying. You're a dying racist. <laughs> yeah. What did they do if, like, there's a kid with like three days left to live, <laughs> and he just really wants to see Russell Kane, but the rest of the lineup's already white men? Do you go? No, you cannot have him. Oh we have God. got to get Dane Baptiste on. <laughs> Stop being selfish, Timmy. Wipe that blood up. What's wrong with Dane Baptiste? Nothing, nothing. I, I like Dane. I just particularly like Russell. He'll be gone soon. Better for it, Tim. <laughs> you wanted dead children, hypothetical dead children on this I podcast. know, we made that a kid's hospice. We made that a kid's hospice. For no reason. For no reason. And the only reason we had to was because you called them Timmy and no adults called Timmy. I know, I know, I know. Only... <laughs> no, but there's not many like normal kids called Tim either, is there? No, they're always dying. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always like, my best mate. Those who dying kids. The, the, that's the why kid there's no man. adults called Timmy. They all die as children. What a bunch of silly fucks we are. <laughs> It's a difficult conversation to get out of comedically, but I think we really did quite well there to be like, yeah, representation, tricky. But more importantly, who books hospice gigs? <laughs> if you got asked to do a hospice gig under normal circumstances, non-COVID, right? Yeah. And they, 
Yeah. What you doing? Go, mate, you didn't even have to finish the sentence. If a hospice go, we want to raise money for a hospice, you have to be like, yeah. Would you take the fee? <laughs> no, you can't take a hospice. So it's in fee, Manchester. Please. They're paying two fifty for I twenty minutes. I don't know that I haven't taken a fee. I sometimes <laughs> don't check the charity. Like basically, if, if someone emails and goes, "We've got a charity gig and it's on a Friday," I'm like, "Shut up! Stop! Upset me! Upset me! Nasty bitch!" I'm like, "I'm never doing a charity gig." I love charity, Adam, and I love raising kids. Raising kids. <laughs> Raising money is good. Father I love dad. raising kids. <laughs> Apparently, I've got more than one, which is possible. I um, I love raising money for you know Timmy and dying children and all that. And I, I do do charity gigs, but never on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday because you know let's get real. I love making money for you know charities, but only on nights where I've got no other possible work. So you don't always check the charity, and you have taken fees from charity gigs before. So for all you know, oh. little Timmy could. We needed a ninth ventilator, but. Dan Nightingale oh. just cost that bit more. <laughs> Do you think I'm getting ventilator money, mate? I'm getting catheter money. Um, <laughs> yes. Just piss all over the floor. Yes, he stinks again. Well, speak to Dan Nightingale. <laughs> we should have got Steve Janjowski, to be fair. He's a nice person. <laughs> I get asked to do a lot of charity gigs, and I do like one or two a year. For expenses. <laughs> you got asked to do too many though, don't we? Like, it's not our responsibility to make sure everyone survives. I've been doing it 19 years. It was my 19th birthday as a comedian two days ago. And when I started out, I said yes to nearly every gig and every charity gig. And it's just a reality when you're out of the house five, six, seven nights a week doing what you do. If someone goes, could you come and do this for £54.50? You're like... Nah, because I'm not a big name. I'm not going to sell your tickets. Mm -hmm. So you're just you're asking a favour. And every year, I do a handful of these gigs. Some I take a fee on if if I know the person, or if realistically, if it's somewhere like a, a like a hospice, you would consider just not taking the fee. But what I try to do is make sure it's it's affiliated to a comedy club. If we're being serious, that's the way to get around it. So if someone goes, we've got a charity and we've rented a hotel suite in, not in a suite, like a function room, yeah. I'm like, nah, because yeah. it's going to be bad. But if the frog or hot water go, we've, we're raising money for this thing and it's on a Tuesday or Wednesday, do you want to come down? I'm like, yeah, I'll help out. I am, um, what I tend to do, and this is the honest truth, if I've got the time, and uh, a, a, if it's someone I know and they've asked me, I'll always try and make it work. If I've got the time, I'll try and make it work. If they offer a fee on the email or the text or whatever, I'll always say that's great. And then I'll judge whether I'm going to take the fee by how well the gig goes. Like if I do the gig and it's lovely, I'm like, put that towards the charity. And if I die on my ass, I'm like, I'm getting some new shoes. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's fine. And now I think you you're in a different position. But two years ago, three years ago, same for me. Up until four or five years ago, I was paying off debt. Rent. I was trying to fucking get a mortgage. Yeah. So and if you do it was a working gig, especially night. if it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If you're doing that gig, you're not doing a two hundred quid club gig. However, if you get to a certain level, those boys don't take fees. And they sell tickets. 
Now, they will get requests through the fucking nose, won't they? Like Russell Kane, Jason Manford. That, that's, they must say no to so many things. And, and then you might have to sort of pick your, what's your lane? Because people do this when they get celebrity, don't they? They basically pick their charity or they almost pick their cause. What's your charity going to be if we get that big? Mine's going to be Save the Spotted Owl. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. You mm. know, we're so... Because mine's the non-spotted owl. Yeah. So why don't we just, as a podcast, just save, save all the owls? Yeah. Save the owls? Save the owls. What type, I think you've what got type pick, of owl? White owls? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think owls. we... <laughs> really, you've got to pick a charity that affects you, haven't you? So that you... Like, or might affect you. So for me, heart disease... IBS. IBS isn't really a charity, is it? Yeah. Although, when we discussed on a recent episode that I nearly pooed myself, someone has DM'd me uh, a link to the IBS Network's website where you can get yourself a little card that says, I might poo on the floor, let me use your toilet. Mama like that? Mama like that? Oh, I tell you, if you're going to slide into Adam Rowe's DMs, do it with poo-based info. <laughs> you get a poo hey, card? Hey, Adam. What? You get a poo card? You can get a poo card, which basically says, I know I'm not a customer, but please let me use your toilet. I've got a medical emergency. Would you oh, use that? And honestly, on the back it says, flip round, do you also want to Genuinely- suck, suck my dick because I'm dead sexy? <laughs> I need to poo here! It is a poo emergency! Look at my card. I am a pooer. And on the back, mm, that's my phone number because you want to <laughs> fuck me. When I've used several baby wipes, I'm ready, lady. <laughs> You're a sexy fucker, aren't you? Get a poo card. Okay. Can someone please send us a poo card? Because Adam won't do it. He's lazy. Oh, apply for Adam's poo card. Yeah. Can we have it knocked up? Come on, guys. Is it like I a re- blue badge? It's like a blue badge, but I get to park my ass on the toilet seat. Could you imagine if you put it in your car? <laughs> just parked <laughs> up right in front of like a fucking right where the ambulance is going <laughs> in front of casualty. Oh, he's got a poo card. Don't worry. <laughs> There's all the smokers there with the like uh, the most depressing bit of any hospital is next to the main entrance with all the smokers like I know I'm dying, but I just need another tab. And then Adam's in a bush like it's in the window. But you know, you do know what I mean, though. You have to pick a charity that either has affected your life or could possibly affect you. So heart disease for me, because I'm quite fat and always. Is there an ADD charity? Because I will give money if they want to do research. It'd be great. (laughs) That affects me. Um, Uh, But like, there's no point like you doing, you know, like breast cancer. You haven't got tits. (laughs) It's been a it's been a rough winter. Do you know what I mean, though? Um, so what would your charity age be? concern age concern <laughs> help the aged can we can we make our own charity and send people free parker pens when they sign up yeah. that's not a charity is it you're thinking of the sun life guaranteed over 51 no yeah if, <laughs> you, what are they called the chuggers the charity muggers oh yeah Finn we've got more hours for you <laughs> run corner high street good luck getting a fucking sign up there kid Dan have you had any of them letters to the post yet about what what are they called I had them Sun Life. Sun Life, yeah. The Sun Life Guarantee. No, he's not 50, is he? Or is he 50? Nearly 40. The Sun Life Guaranteed Over 50 plan. You get a gift pen. Yeah. And an alarm clock. To write your will with. Yeah. <laughs> to sign away money. Um, no, I'm not quite there yet. I'm 40 in a month. Though. Are you going to leave any money to charity in your will? Or is it just going to be for your children? If I die now, I'm leaving a life insurance policy and some debt to my wife. So... <laughs> 
Uh, but let's say and a Volvo XC70 worth about four thousand seven hundred pounds. Just let's say you were worth a hundred million, and you die of a long drawn out <laughs> AIDS. Right, <laughs> a long drawn out AIDS. Thanks. S is S is twenty one. Your other kid is seventeen. Is that gonna be right? Yeah, that's right. That's good. Uh, Laura's, you know, still married to you. She's been there by your side through the whole thing. You got a hundred million quid. Right. Uh, how are you divvying up that hundred million between uh, your family and charity? Well, I have said before and on colleagues this, on this very and co- colleagues and yeah. colleagues. Nice one there, fucking wedge that in, lad. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck help the aged. What about the lids? Um, help the aged lids. I don't think any child needs to inherit more than thirty million. We talked about this on an ancient podcast. You know, I'm not the most so easy. I'm not the most socialist person ever, but I really, I really, (laughs) massive. Um, I really don't think people should be able to inherit more than that much. I think it's fucking ridiculous. So should we just give thirty mil to Laura, thirty mil to Etta, thirty mil to uh, I think he's going to be called Jack. I think Um, four and a half mil to me and Carl. So that's ten mil in it. Oh, also the kids aren't getting it till they're thirty. They can have 30 on 30. 30? 30 million when they're 30 years old. What if Etta becomes a crack addict in her late 20s and she needs it to get out of crack? Right. Just give them a mil every year till they're 30. <laughs> One thing, Adam, <laughs> your understanding of drug culture is phenomenal. Uh, how do you get kids out of, uh, you know, if they're in the late 20s and they've become addicted to crack, what they need is millions of pounds all at once. Because I don't know if you know about crack addicts, what they really need is a massive cash influx. Yeah, I'm just really struggling on crack, Dad. If you could just give me 20, 25 million. <laughs> Invest in property. Be gone in about a fortnight. There's every crackhead in Chester's rolling round. <laughs> I've seen the crackheads in Chester recently. All of a sudden, they just turned up in like pimped out hats. <laughs> Fucking hats. <laughs> Look at my hat. <laughs> Do you mean pimp hats? Cracked out, cracked out. Every crack with a hat with a spinning rim. (laughs) (laughs) This spinning cracker, this spinning. (laughs) What? What would all the crackheads in Chester do if they just got like, if Etta turned up and she was one of like the Chester crackheads? Probably sort their lives out. No, Adam. They'd get more crack. No, they wouldn't. They're only addicted to crack because of their socioeconomic conditions. Shut up, you vagina. It'd just be like Crackmageddon in the middle of Chester. The lanes of all these crackers. Like, oh, damn, the dogs would be on crack. No, because if they've got 30 mil, there's not 30 million pounds worth of crack flying around Chester there at the minute. There would be, though, wouldn't there? I, honestly, I think you might get some imports from the local area. I think the drug dealers in Wrexham would be like, oh, well, 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 we'll make the fucking journey. Uh, 10 million, it leaves me with 10 million. Okay. Sad that I had to talk about my daughter being a crackhead down the line, but <laughs> once again, my daughter gets mentioned. Um, You've got 10 million left and you're dead, so you don't 10 need mil. It. Now, there is an Irish comedian. What's his name? He was in Father Ted, and he's a fucking brilliant comic. Ardlo Hanlon? No. He's got a grey beard. He lives in Glasgow, and he has a bit. Michael Redmond. Michael Redmond. Oh, he's such a fucking gem of a comic, is Michael Redmond. Joe Pasquale stole his joke. Joe Pasquale stole his joke. If you... I think you'd only really see him at the stands now. Yeah. 
I don't know if he gigs a lot of places. I've met him, he's dead nice. But he is lovely. And he's also one of those guys who, he looks like in uh, The Big Lebowski, he looks like the cowboy. All right, yeah. the dude. Mm -hmm. And um, he's got that look. And he's got a bit about, wouldn't it be great if, you know, you just, every one of us left some money to someone completely random. If we all agreed to do it. And then that person would just keep getting fucking random bits of inheritance. Like, if we all just agreed to leave 10 quid to Christian Guru Murphy from the Channel 4 News, it'd just piss him off for fucking ages. His lawyer getting in touch going, Kristen, you've, this is weird, but you've got another tenor for no reason. I absolutely love the idea of just dropping some random... Go and see Michael Redmond. Just absolutely out of nowhere just fucking drop in a random amount of money on someone. So they'd be like chuffed and also nervous. Kevin Webster. Yeah. Or Michael Lavelle. Or someone that you know was a bit mental and then basically get your lawyers to be like, "We, I'll give you a 20 grand fee for doing this discreetly, but I want you to inherit, I want you to leave 80,000 pounds in cash to someone and just literally write, listen, this is from your friends in the KGB. Keep this quiet. <laughs> We'll be back for it. And then just, we'll be back for it. Yeah. We'll be back for it. So the just, KGB, so we'll just, be back for it. So just give one of my Bella neighbours with dogs that poos on my fucking lawn just 80 grand so they can be like, oh God, do you think, Carol, do you think we should spend it? No. Wouldn't it be better no, to Nigel. give it to an enemy? Right. And like grass them up for like drugs money. Okay. On your deathbed. Mine was just fucking with them, playing with them, as you actually want to see them prosecuted. Yeah. I don't, I think they, wouldn't they be able to trace that back? Yeah. No? Yeah. Not, not if it's in cash. Have you got any enemies? Who is your enemy that you want to see imprisoned? Let's end the section with it. Anyway, so Steve Bennett, <laughs> Steve Bennett runs a website called Chortle. <laughs> Separate conversation. No, um, Go and have a little look on our on our on the chortle thing. That would be really good if you could... Uh... In our Instagram bio, the link is there. We tweeted about it. Uh, I'll put I'll put the link in our Twitter bio as well. It's in, it's in the, the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube. We'll put it in the description on the audio upload as well. So it's very accessible. Uh, go and nominate us and we'll win this award. And then... And whatever money we win, we'll leave to a hospice. Only one that has equal members of black and brown dying children as it does white. Okay, good. We're on for this win. See you after this message. <laughs> for hospices. It's time to have a death with Adam and Dan. Happening, <laughs> lids. Do you like a cheeky little gamble on the old sporting world? Well, I do, but I'm sick of getting beat by the bookies. Now, I've been going to bettinggods.com since they started sponsoring this podcast. They're a great sponsor to have on board, and they are the best tipsters in the betting game. Anything from tennis to ice hockey to footy, rugby, horse racing. If you want tips when it comes to betting, head to bettinggods.com right now, and they've got all sorts to help you beat the bookies and get a few winners. Go get some winners. Don't be a loser. You don't want to be losing your bets. You want to be winning your bets. Bettinggods.com. They're going to help you do that. Okay. <sighs> we all right? We're whipping through today. Very efficient today. We are, yeah. I tell you what, mate. Buying a kettle. The fact we've gone a year in this place, nearly. Nine months. How long have we been here? Something like that. 
about nine, nine months here, something like that. I don't even think it's that. It's yeah. like since July, isn't it? We haven't had a kettle, and it drives me mad that come 2 p.m. every day, that fucking cafe shuts, and I can't have a cup of tea or a coffee. This is my third coffee of the day, and I'm telling you right now, I feel fucking good. Mm. Also, can't how... Yeah, but here's, you can tell he's, like, on it. This is what I'm like at about 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm finishing my second energy drink. Annette's like, why is daddy dancing? Um, I am totally addicted to caffeine. I have to leave today at a certain time because... <coughs> your balls I, waxed, aren't you, I'm getting my balls waxed. Yeah, I've got a balls wax. I mean, most places are legal, but, you know, balls waxing. But I just got it. I got, like, a black market ball waxing just because you need it done, don't you? You know, when you're married and you've got a pregnant wife, you need wax balls. Um, Laura's gone back to Nottingham this afternoon because... Um, She's got an appointment that she needs to go to with her dad because stuff's happening. And uh, she wants to be there with her dad because it's a bit of a serious appointment. So she was like, so I'll be going Thursday. And I thought she was going to be coming back Thursday night. And she's coming back on Saturday morning. So it is me and my daughter for the first time in a year. It's been like daddy-daughter time because Laura's always been home. And when she's been away in the summer, she took Etta with her. I've had a few weekends, random weekends, where it's just been me in the house. And it's been a year. And like, Etta's like, right. Like, I, I, obviously, I'm a dad. She loves me. I love her. But like, Laura is so much more important in the house. And I totally know it. Like, you know, watching Etta deal with me, if there's a problem, it's like, you know, when you're bitching and, and someone goes, I want to speak to the manager. Like, I am basically the part-time member of staff that some Karen doesn't want to deal with. And that's how Etta is. If there's a problem, I'm like, right, this is what we're doing. And she looks at me like one of those Karens at customer service going, I'm not listening to you, you fucking dick. I want to speak to your higher You've up. only got two stars on your yeah. Mackey's badge. Oh, my God. <laughs> Laura's literally a regional manager coming in to do quality control for McDonald's from head office. I am some bell end like, I've got one star. I've only burnt myself on the fryer three times this month. Like, that's how she treats me. Until Laura goes away, and then she goes, all right, dad's in charge. And this is what I do to deal with that. I just throw fucking money at it. So if I'm ever left alone in a parenting situation, it's never like, well, we'll just um, stay in and uh, we'll do finger painting. Tonight, we're going to Five Guys. We're going to do a picnic outside Five Guys. Me, Etta, throw money at it. Honestly, I'm gutted that things are closed tomorrow because I'd just do the same. We'd be at soft play. We'd be at the trampoline place. I'm going to be on Amazon going, just pick what you want, darling. You can just pick something. Do you want to borrow mine and Carl's Nerf guns? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. No, but she's fucking brutal with the Nerf gun. Yeah, but you've got glasses on, so you're not going to lose an eye. I don't know. I don't trust her. She's got a killer instinct. Yeah. We got Nerf guns at Christmas. We had to take the bullets off her because she just walk <laughs> up to you and you're like, don't do it, don't do it. And she's like... Do you know you can hire hamsters? What? You could just hire a load of hamsters. No, I want a brand new hamster. Yeah, they are brand new. What do you... No, I don't... they kill them when you're done with them. All right. I don't want second-hand hamsters. <laughs> you know, with the reputation of hamsters. Yeah. What do you mean you can hire hamsters? You can hire happen? thousands of hamsters. Yeah. And... Keep your child entertained for a day. Dot com. <laughs> I don't know the website. <laughs> Just hire thousands of hamsters. Why? Because it'll keep it entertained. Right. And then, because like, all you do is you go, right, Etta, there's 3,743 hamsters here, and there better be 3,743 when I come back. 
Um, <laughs> you actually can hire hamsters. Fuck off! Where av- have you even heard that? <laughs> it's for advertising purposes. Right. Or for dads with expendable income that uh, are oh my God. on their own. You can hire camels. Can we no. hire them for the live show? That's 100% going to go wrong, isn't it? I want to see how much it costs to hire a camel. Then you've got to hire a dead camel. Who's killing her? I just feel like between me and my daughter, there'd be Would a, you ride a, a camel? Dead camel? Like if you were in like camel land, you know where they have camels? Yeah! <laughs> camel land! Camel heads. Where's, where's that? It's Welcome to camel land, just outside Llanetli. <laughs> Would you ride a camel though? You mean Egypt? Yeah! Yeah, yeah, camel land! <laughs> Let's not call it camel. Well, it turns we? out this is an all-white pot. <laughs> you know, would you ride a camel in, uh, you know, camely land? Yeah, where yeah. camels grow. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a go. Would I have, have in, in Egypt. Yeah. Have okay. you ridden a camel? Yeah, like three. Yeah. All right, so's Carl. <laughs> yeah, I fucking grew up. Ridden loads of camels by me nans. <laughs> yeah. I fucking grew up with camels. Who hasn't ridden the camel? It's weird, like. Right. Is there any animal you wouldn't ride? Would you ride an uh, elephant? Adam, do you want to help come and look after Etta? Because I love how your mind works. Lad, we need to rent hamsters, <laughs> maybe a camel, or an elephant. You know the zoo's closed. Let's go and rob the zoo. Um, On last week's Patreon episode, I offered to help look after Etta with you, and you looked at me like I was saying something wrong. No, you offered to move in with my wife, myself, and my child, and then in a really annoying way, you love doing, just went, you're a knob, you don't know how to parent, I reckon I'd be dead good. And I just tried to put you, like our home life within a lockdown is already difficult. Just Adam Rowe turning up going, just on his phone going, you're doing that fucking wrong mate. Get a fucking hamster, minimum 10 Dan, fucking grow up. But when Laura's not there, I'm open. I'm open to any help. I'm not even joking. I'll break lockdown rules to have you coming oh, out. In a bubble. Well, you could be working from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, <clears throat> I'm inquiring about animals to hire. Okay. What do they ask for? Um, what have they got? Tigers. I think so. Tigers. We sh- we should get a tiger for the thank you show. This is. Ju- I'm- <laughs> And I'm not messing. All right, Tony Montana. <laughs> How big do you think the Patreon is? There'd be the big bowl I'm of coal. Tell me, right, just, just, just imagine this, right? Imagine you'd been the patron of a podcast for a year and post-lockdown happens and then there's a thank you show to say thank you for all the patrons and you walk in thinking it's just going to be a live record and there's a fucking tiger there and the main event of the night is a tiger trying to fight off an elephant and a camel. So we need an elephant. Would you rather live Finn fighting a... Come on, Finn. You've got got tigers, camels, elephants. You fight a lion. Dingoes? Dingoes. Any dingoes? Full of fucking cash. Hyenas. D- dingoes? Dingoes or hyenas, we don't need both. What are you... Th- I go with dingoes, then. Mm. Uh, uh, what about a koala? What do you need a koala for? I don't want a, f- a fucking fighting animal. I want a k- well, nice... Well, then you're not going to win, are you? I want... Oh, is it Oh, is it for fighting? It's going to be like Pokemon. Oh, I thought it was like... No, a, I get to control one. I think one. they want them back. I thought it was like a petting zoo. And, you know, they got there. But you're actually want to do live lion fighting. Well, if it is like a petting zoo and they're meant to supervise it, we're going to need Finn to distract the animal woman so that we can make them fight. How very um, gender positive that was. Animal woman. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. You just, you teach me so much. In my head, it was an animal man. Why? I don't know. 
Because you picture men in every situation. Power. <laughs> so I was drunk off. <laughs> um, um, I'm just, it says action required. So I'm guessing that's like what we're using them for. In there. Huh? Like what we're using the animals for? Fighting. <laughs> right, I've done that. Okay. So we've asked for tigers, camels, elephants, dingoes. Could you it? also go on uh, Aviva Insurance and check what our public liability would be <laughs> to have a thank you show with 700 OG patrons mm. and lions and tigers we any lions. fighting? You're not even paying attention, are you? Tigers, camels, elephants, dingoes, koalas. How's that hard to remember? That koala's fucked, isn't it? Yeah. And I wanted um, I want a rhino. Ooh. Get two. Times two. Uh, someone's asked for some advice <laughs> and obviously from the last five minutes of podcasting you can tell we're very serious adults that give advice out uh, this is from Connor afternoon nad, lads <laughs> afternoon lads afternoon lads <laughs> you need a fucking wipe need your advice on something I've been speaking to this girl for a week now and met her a couple of times but there is a big problem and I don't know how to tell her this might sound harsh but she has stunk of B.O. a few times when we've met. Says it's due to work and not going home after work and meeting me. But surely a shower is needed anyway. I have used an excuse. My ex has got back in touch with me to try and sort things out just so I can avoid her for a few days and think what is the best way to break it off with her. Any advice would be greatly appreciated as I don't know what to say and don't want to sound like a prick. Well, Connor, the best thing is to do is to email us and we'll do it on a public episode. Okay. Adam, fix your hood. Let's do me then. Right. What's his question? So, he's been on a few dates with a girl. And she stinks. She's smelly. There's no excuse for it. Like, there's no excuse for B.O. Deodorant's like a quid. I'll give her the quid. If she's listening to this, send me your PayPal and I'll lend you the quid. Right guard is a quid. It's disgusting. People who stink a bow without having done some rigorous physical activity in the immediacy before it are a joke. Now, there are some people that suffer hormonal stuff. No, they're liars who just can't be asked putting the no, on. but 99.9%, and even the people who say it's a hormonal thing, are the people that aren't washing themselves properly. Can I also suggest it's the clothes a lot of the time. Because if you wear something and sweat into its pits yeah. and don't wash it, you can be clean. If your clothes stink of BO and people go, oh my God, I can smell BO. And you're like, no, I had a shower today. You're like, yeah, but fucking moron. Smell your clothes. Do you know what smell I think is worse than BO as well? Do you know when you wash a wash, mm. right? And then you leave the washing wet for like a day and a half and then you dry it. Stale. Like that musty. musty. That that smell, that like... Mouldy. Yeah, because like you've technically done everything right. You've washed your fucking stuff. You've, you've dried your stuff. But guess what? It's not fucking clean. Yeah, you're not meant to leave it in the fucking drum for two that, days. That's a like, worse oh, smell. God. I'd rather a woman be literally covered in shit than wear those clothes. I don't agree with you. Oh, no, not slightly musty smell. I'd rather have shit everywhere. You smell of human feces, Not love. poo, then, but we. Right, okay. We's a bit sexy anyway, isn't it? Nah, not all of it. Not usually the smell of we on clothes. 
not a lot of sexy ladies are like, I'm into piss and my clothes think of it. It's usually old men who are like, I can't aim very well. Yeah. I've just remembered a guy I used to deliver the paper to. Oh, no. He was a pissy old man. Oh, no. And that smells just hit me in the face again. Do you know, like, when you get a smell memory, it's and they're strong, warm, aren't they? It's a small, ah. it's a warm smell. Ah. Yeah. Like, I can feel his piss smell on my face. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Well, at least it wasn't mouldy clothes, Adam. I can see ah. his pinstripe kecks that he wore every single day with the same stains in the same place. Woo. They were never, they were never any different. They were like pinstripe suit pants, and he had them on at three in the afternoon, with a fucking wife beater vest on. Ugh. It's hey, long grey hair. If you work in care homes, I, I, fair fucks to you. And I know, I like, there's been clapping for carers and all of that stuff. And like, I'm not really getting into that bullshit, but it is a job that, it, it, it's not easy, that, is it? Like, to be, I, I've had, I've got a really old grandparent now. My two other grandparents passed away about four or five years ago. And visiting them at all cold people's home is like, oh, Jesus, it's the reality of life. And it's also that stuff. And old Fair people's folks, home. If you can do it and you care for people and you help out people that have got to that level of life, good on you. And old people's Appreciate home you. smells like a butcher's where the fridges have been off for a couple of days. It's the worst. Do you know, like, <laughs> warm pork, warm raw pork. That's what old men and women smell like together. <laughs> so, you, you, to visiting my nana and granddad for that four or five years when they were in that old people's home it was so mental my sister can't do it and she was fucking amazing like her and nana were so so close after my mum died they were like literally inseparable and loved each other to bits but my sister couldn't go and detach from what was going on in the room she couldn't detach from that smell that you're talking about like the weird smell of hot pot musty clothes and death yeah. and like some people can just go in there and go Right, it's bad, but I'll click it into gear. And I could do that. But my sister walked in and you could see it. I visited her a few times. She was like, huh, oh God, oh my God. It's yeah, really it's, hard. It's horrible. But you also have to detach from what's going on. Like the women who have just lost some of their airs and graces and probably were like dirty girls when they're like late teens, early 20s. And it's sort of in a weird childish way, just reverted to that. So they are 90 years old. They're at death's door, but they're like giving off that sort of like pre 1950s wanna fuck vibe. Like, hello. Oh, you're a handsome man. You're like, oh my God. She's trying to slide into my old fashioned DMs. I, I find it mad to look at an old woman and think she used to wanna fuck. Do you know what I mean? No. You know when you see like a, a really like frail uh, one of them and you think at some point, like she wanted dick and lots of it <laughs> like i really struggled to, to, to she to, didn't necessarily but no. she could have yeah 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 but i mean those like flirty ones because like when i started visiting my granddad when he was in the home towards the end right i was definitely feeling some vibes for me off these old women like these old women wanted the rowy bags day yeah also and the, i was like it's the youth as well isn't it like young yeah, because she knows I could go for ages. Yeah, that's what, what I mean. Thinking. Not like her fucking deceased husband. Fucking hell, I could put my teeth in. He could knock them out. <laughs> but like, they're looking at you like, but like, I find that so far removed from, you know, sexiness. Well, on Monday's Patreon, we talked about which... But I would do it. Yeah, we talked about which mature, older, <laughs> famous ladies 
you'd buy, uh, if you're not a patron, you're missing out. Adam went into detail how he would shut up Meryl Streep. But you asked me, like, what would you say to a fame? And I, and I was driving away, I was like, I didn't really come up with an answer. And it's because I couldn't do it. I'd be like, eh, no. No, but Meryl Streep's different to a woman no. who smells like piss in a nursing home. Yeah. I mean, what's the, not wrong. What's your top limit, though, for like, I, t- I saw this amazing thing. I don't know what, it must have been YouTube. I don't watch this TV like this, where a, I think it was a lad from Egypt and an old girl had gone <laughs> over, a widower. She was like 82 and he was 34. And she brought him back because she'd married him out there and all the family are fucking fuming. And she, he's like, no, I, re- I really love her. And she's like, oh, he's lovely. Oh, and he goes all night. And he's, you can see that like that he, a little bit of his soul dies every time she says it. Because he's gone, I just want to live in the UK and inherit the money on the bungalow. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't care. I'm only here for another fucking 18 he months. He really toots me car, man. <laughs> what? Fucking oh. hell, <laughs> How long was that in your head then? Not long, you know. <laughs> That's one of those things you think it, you say it, you know what I mean? I... I I, you know, I'm not even slagging those guys off because they're like... Yeah, they get the bread, aren't they? I don't like my life. I want a better life. I want to live in El Asimir Port <laughs> in the bungalow. And Maggie is love of my life. <laughs> oh, he's lovely. He is lovely. Yeah. I think it's mad the way one day you have sex for the last time ever and don't know. Someone said to me, I think, it was, I think it was Danny McLaughlin said to me, uh, do you ever think about the fact that when you were a kid, one day you went out with your mates for the last time to play and none of you knew that was going to be the last time? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just Isn't it really harrowing? Like, because you go out with your mates and you think it's going to last forever yeah, as a kid. The last time they knock on your door, you're like, well, you're going knock tomorrow. Yeah. And they never do. Because they die. How, they die. <laughs> how has that made me feel sadder than a 34-year-old Egyptian guy fucking an 82-year-old nana from Ellesmere Port. Because you're detached from that nana. It's not your nana. This is about you. But imagine the day, like, that's it. I've no longer... That's my last jizz. That is so not like Danny Mac's comedy, yeah. is it? Danny Mac's comedy is so, like... It was so in the like, green room he said it to me. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Like, one of the... The, the last time you went out with your mates, none of you knew it was the last time you were going out. The smell thing. <laughs> Line I up. I, 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 that is so poignant and on point. I almost can't deal with it. Um, yeah. I told you that there's a comedian that I I nearly sent um, af, this, a death again, threat to. We are, uh, nearly sent a death threat to. Overrun again on me, you little prick. Um, and, he, and he was white, part of the problem. Um, <laughs> this was one of the lockdown episodes, I think. This is where me and Adam were on Zoom before Carla got back, before his studio, and we were, like, staring into each other's laptops going, right, world time, one, two, three. It was fucking mental doing an episode every day for two months. And I think I told you this story, but I never, and I'm not going to say who it was, but there was a comedian who smelt so bad of B.O. Oh, we both know who it is. That I near, I came back... Can to, I ask you one question about this? Yeah. Is it, like... A newer act or a headliner? Headliner. We know, we know who it is, is lad. Yeah. yeah. And it was so bad. Someone I like, someone I respect, 
someone who is a well-known good comic. And I walked... Well, oh, I've really fucking <laughs> narrowed it down there, Carl. Oh, what, well-respected good comic? Well, there's only five of them. And they're white. Oh, never mind, sorry. Um, yeah, and I walked on stage after them on, um, on stage in Leeds, and I could smell that, like, we'd passed. He, he'd gone. And I was in the general area of the microphone. And the front row were like this. Well, and I nearly, I said to Laura, I think I can't deal with this. Me and Carl have been on a night out with this comic. Right. And we with, had to leave. With another, a friend of all of ours. Mm-hmm. And that comic. And Carl and someone else we were with left. And I text Carl, I was like, where the fuck have you gone? And he was like, I can't be around and he stinks. Like genuine, we had to leave. Like this is not me being like horrible. Had, had to leave to a nightclub because he was stanking the nightclub out. Like the dance floor stunk. Dun, 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 dun. Everybody in the club. We, did, we didn't come back. He was like, "Come back." We're like, "No." Yeah. yeah. Now, how do you deal with it? I was so close to writing an anonymous note, putting in some soap, shower gel, and some antiperspirant, and going, "Mate." You have a BO problem, and I like you. I think everyone does. I can't deal with how cringy this conversation is face-to-face. You need to wash your fucking clothes, keep them washed, use this antiperspirant, use the soap, and I'm sorry, you will benefit from this. And I didn't do it because I thought, I just tried to put myself in their head, like receiving that thing, and then you'd be like, oh, God, everyone's thinking this. I don't know who this specific person is. Is everyone thinking this? And then the next time I saw them, or the time after, I was like, with them, I was like, noticeably like, you know, you find yourself going, I was like, they don't smell. And apparently, another comic... Well, we know who that comic is right, as well. <laughs> another comic had just gone, mate, I'm going to tell you this face to face. You fucking stink. You smell. Yeah. And you need to sort it out. Do you know who that other comic was? Yeah. Yeah, so do I. But we yeah. could, just, it's just so annoying for listeners to be like, who... It, 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 honestly, it's sign imp- up at patreon.com slash pod. <laughs> we reveal all on the behind the paywall episodes. <laughs> but not that much. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, d- d- what would you do? Would you tell the girl is just is it not your problem? He's bouncing anyway. He's bouncing. Oh, if he's if he's leaving it anyway, then let her go and fucking slang someone else's life up. Or would you not say, look, I could be Don't could- be fixing a problem for the next person. Waste of time and effort and cringe. All right. No, 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 no. Only fix problems that affect your life. If you're going to keep it around, fix the problem. If not, let someone else fix it. But he needs a reason to break up with her. And that's why Adam... Oh, he needs a reason to break up with her? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he doesn't. He's he honest. doesn't. You can he, just tell her he stinks. She stinks. He could... Yeah, but he could also Connor, just... mate, you don't have to do anything. You can... It's the international ghost. You've seen her twice. It's not the end of the world if you just jog on... If you've been seen... No, it, don't ghost someone. That's nasty. you got to give it a reason. You can't ghost. No. No, 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 no. Just text her and say... You fucking stink! No. Say something like... You had a one-night stand last year and you found out that she's pregnant. Mm. That's easier. Mm. The, the only surprise is that it didn't involve sex workers, that excuse. I've been killing prostitutes. And- you got a prostitute pregnant? Perfect. Oh, yeah. And you forgot to pay, and now you've got to raise the kid because that's part of the prostitute contract. 
<laughs> you forgot to pay. I honestly, I'm so glad we do this as an audio agony ant sort of advice thing because mm. if it was written down, it would keep on like on the word count and then you would just start adding paragraph after paragraph. No, lad, no. Right. NASA have been in touch, right? You've got to go to Mars because you've got a pregnant sex worker and, yeah, go on. So you're moving to Cornwall? Well, he, he said his ex got back in touch. He's been using that as an excuse. He's, you know, you can just do... The Move question is, would you not, just as a parting shot, be like, I'm giving her an excuse. Why don't I just go, here's my excuse, but before I go... Wash your clothes, get some right guard, you fucking hum. No, I'll tell you why. Because I'd imagine this girl's quite attractive, right? Smell aside. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put up with it at all. So maybe if, what if she fixes her smell and then she's like this beautiful woman who doesn't stink and then she's like with another guy and he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I let her go. Look how gorgeous she is and she doesn't stink anymore. Well, at you've least been a good if he, person. It doesn't matter. Right. If he if she if he knows she still stinks, then when she sees if he sees her out and about with another lad, he'd be like, Yeah, but she still fucking stinks, doesn't she? And if she doesn't stink anymore, at least someone else fixed it. You don't want to be fixing problems for other people. It's not <laughs> pregnant prostitute. She's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking nutter, I love it. Um yeah. What do you want to do? Should we didn't you say there was a good budget rather? Oh, there is. I just didn't know if we wanted to leave it for O'Shea. Should we do it anyway? Mike follows. Who is full? A bit of a uh, no. His Hall of Fame level of in email I've interaction. Him for a while, have we? <laughs> no, we've not. He says, "Now then, lids, I'm loving the success you lot are having. It's been great to have been in this in from the start, and now you're doing really well, and you've established yourself. Haven't sent anything in for a while, but I thought of a quick <laughs> would you rather today. So." Would you rather have the ability to change gender at will? If you do this, you would instantly switch genders, but still be the same attractiveness or rating out of 10. Or, or would you rather change your age appearance at will? So you'd still be the same age, you can't cheat death, but you can look however young or old you want. So that's from Mike. Gender doesn't exist. So. Right, okay. You've asked the wrong fucking nonce that question, haven't you? How can uh, I change something that doesn't exist? Like, <laughs> would you rather? Be so able you can to change. So basically, woman. I can become female and change sex. I become feel, a woman. I feel that is a. I. Why? I'm trying to work out in which situation I would want to be her female Dan Nightingale. Maybe if you wanted to earn 30% less. <laughs> All white pod. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right that women earn less. I'm oh, saying yeah, it you're highlighting the problem. I'm saying it happens. You're on their side, and that's <laughs> yeah. why you did this. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it happens. The international sound of the male feminist. <laughs> this is pretty easy, this question, by the way. It's the age. Yeah. It's the age, isn't it? Like, Why? Because I, I don't want to fucking turn into a woman, see myself in the mirror and go, God, you're a fucking ugly old bird. No, but like, what do you think you are? It's not just you in a wig. That'd be horrendous. But like, if you're a seven, you become a female seven. Yeah, if. Yeah. I'm quite fun having lesbian sex. I'd quite like to be a model for a bit. You 
quite fun having <laughs> lesbian sexes on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> would you not? Would you not? Like, because like, if I become a woman, I could model for anyone really. <laughs> Grattans. Uh, I. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What would you do as a day? What's your lady name? What's your what's your what Jennifer. name? Why did you say it so quick? It wasn't even an attempt at a joke. Sometimes you do things so lightning and quick, I'm like, I think you've thought that before. Like, wh what would you name me? Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Jennifer Rowe. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I bet you've got big tits, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> big tits and a tight pussy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You haven't got a very tight arsehole, so... That'd be, a t that'd be a turn of events, wouldn't it? Um, because I've been bummed too much. Oh, you got. Has Jenny got big tits and IBS? <laughs> she sounds hot. <laughs> See her down heebie-jeebies. Fucking hell, the Reds won't say that. I think, would Adam, if he genuinely switched like that and he was female and was Jennifer Rowe, I think you'd have big knockers. <laughs> Do you <laughs> There's something about your build. I reckon you've got some pappage. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? What would Jenny Rowe do? It's very, very hard to not just think about playing with your own vagina, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, you can do that for the morning. Have a couple of crumpets. You want to go and achieve something? <laughs> I've slapped her about a bit. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish my brother hadn't walked in, but now I'm off. Where would um, you, what, what would you go and do? I'd go and use some of the privileges the females have that men don't. Dangerous ground here, dick face. Go for it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, like, I'd, go and, I'd go and flaunt me body. Right. Mm. Where? <laughs> Where? In town? <laughs> You'd be Are we right. still in lockdown? No, we could, let's, you know. This is normal situation. Yeah, normal situation. I'd go and see how much free stuff I could get for being fit. That happens to women. How it? fit do you think you are, Jennifer? Eight and a half, nine. <sighs> and terms don't exist. So sweetheart. <laughs> I, uh, sweetheart, I've got some bad news. You ain't a fucking nine. You ain't an right. Come on. He's, come on. You're not, are you? I know I'm not, but you're not. Right. I think you're going to have to do some work for that free stuff. <laughs> you're going to be a prostitute, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer's going into town. I feel and like she's going to see. Woman, I would be a slag. Yeah. Like a whore. I and think I'd be fucking everything. Everything. No, fit men. Oh. <laughs> so Jennifer's straight. I assume so. I'm straight. Hang on, so you... <laughs> I fucking love it. I love it. I love it. Jennifer's going into town. She's a nine. She's got big old tits. And she's sucking all the dick. Like one of those old ladies at the old people's home. So in your... Like in my fantasy, if I'm a woman for a day... Yeah. Yeah? I'm a lesbian. And oh. I'm going to be like scissoring, scissoring my timbers. But what? What are you? Because you're a, a you're shagging into the dick. The yeah, you, you shagging all the men. Yeah. When in Rome, Jen. When in Rome. When in Rome. Suck a dick. Yeah. Where would you pick the men up, Brad? <laughs> just like I'd go on a nice out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I'd just like in my like I'm just imagining like. I, I'm, it's a twist on the question. Obviously, I'm not a nine. I'm like a seven and a half or whatever, right? So, like, <laughs> if I became a woman, I'm imagining being like a fit woman. 
because I don't want to do it otherwise. <laughs> Can you imagine if you click your fingers, saw yourself in the mirror and went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Jeez. <laughs> in my head, I'm becoming a fucking worldie. No, but that he specifically said know, you can't but, do that. But I, I, but I can do whatever I want to my podcast, so I'll change right. this question if I want to. All right. Would you go and do stand-up? No. Would you not? Would you not love to try your set as Jennifer Rowe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if I had a gig booked that nice, yeah. I think you'd fucking... It'd be, I would love to see you do stand-up as a woman. Yeah. I just don't know. I'd, you'd have to maybe edit out a few lines, but... Yeah. You never thought about this before? Because I've thought if I was a woman that I'd be a bit of a slag. Do you know what I mean? But with men. Yeah. Like, not in a gay way. so funny. You're so hetero that if you were a woman, you'd still be hetero. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not not because, like, I just, I'm putting myself in the shoes of a straight woman. I just think I would be a bit of a guzzler. Well, I'm telling you right now, if old Danielle Nightingale comes out and she's half fit and she hasn't got alopecia... I'm going down Manchester, I'm going down the village, and I'm finding myself some fucking lesbian lady lumps. The thing is, though, I think I'm more attractive to men than I am most lesbians. <sighs> Hang on. Attracted who? You're attracted to, you're attracted to most men more than you are lesbians. Yeah. Jennifer or Adam? Me. Yeah. Right. I find a lot of lesbians unattractive. Okay. Yeah. Right. And with men, I can appreciate a good-looking man, even if I don't want to suck his dick. It's like, I feel annoyed on behalf of every lesbian in the world. <laughs> like, that's so what? annoying. Like, I am not gay, but I would rather suck a dick <laughs> than have sex with a lesbian. That's on you. That's Adam Rowe. At Adam Rowe Comedy. I'd be with I, I'd be out. I, I'd be out in a gay bar. I'd be in Hebden Bridge before you fucking knew it. I've met more men who have been like, he's a good-looking lad, than I have met lesbians who have been, like, attracted to. I'd look like Robin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you used to have a lesbian manager, didn't we? We did used to have a lesbian manager. She was attractive. I'd rather fuck her than fuck you. You're all over the fucking road here, Jen. All over the road. Uh, The other option, as we've really got stuck on that one, is the your age appearance. Mm. I mean, you're always going to go with that. Aren't you? It can, what, you can just do it at will. You can just be like... Oh, I wouldn't know if I go, do I come back? Yeah, yeah. You just get to change it. You can be like, for the day, oh. I'm going to be 19-year-old, Adam. Oh, well, then definitely the woman one. Yeah. yeah. But the age one, I said... What? It's definitely the, the age, age one. one. No. That'd be fucking amazing. Why? Just go, you could like, literally go, 98-year-old Dan, and you'd be like... Well, if you looked it and you were dead, down, and then you couldn't. Come and then back. you go, you go onto a five-a-side pitch and be like, "Oh, that's can I have a go at five-a-side?" And then fucking, you know how good you are, just fucking worldy on the right wing. But if I change my age, am I not? Oh, it's just appearance. affected by my age. It's just, just my appearance. You just look. Oh yeah. well, then yeah, the age one, isn't it? There she comes. <laughs> She's got there. Jennifer go Rose to, got round to it. You just go back to nineteen-year-old Adam in Potworld. Oh, I don't know. I've seen some of them pictures. Yeah, I, I've grown into me face. You, he looks better now. No, but you a lot better now. Yeah, but so pop, do you. Yeah, but Pop World was funner back then. Yeah. So you'd go back to them, wouldn't you? You're not going back in time. 
You're not going back in time. No, but I mean, you are like, you. Just have the appearance of 19-year-old Adam. Yeah, but I'm now. saying the experience. Yeah, but you can't go to Pot World looking like that. Why? We just, we just look a bit old, don't we? No, nah, we, I'm got, the second oh, Pot World opens, Pop I'm World. going back. Yeah, go Right. I'm so sick of fucking hearing about Pot World. When we do a live show in Liverpool, can we go to Pot World? Afterwards. Really? I, re- I just want to see it. Yeah. And can we see the cubicle in heebie-jeebies where she got, when she got touchy with you? Yes. Okay, great. My name's still on the wall. <laughs> in your own blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love. I'm not going to get over the fact that if you're a woman, you'd be sucking dick. <laughs> I love it. I'd be dirty. I don't know whether I could actually suck a dick, but I'd take one. Do you know what I mean? Press the button. It's been an absolute pleasure. I think the age thing would be phenomenal. Oh, yeah, but I, I don't want to look 19 look, in this modern world. Oh, I look so good you know I mean? You've seen pictures of me and you. 23. Yeah. The fact that any woman... Went near either of us. Speak for yourself. Is astounding. No, hey. you look like a slug. He's he's looked very similar for the last ten years. No, thank you, Don. No, in you... without a beard, he looks fucking ridiculous. Wait, he's looked like that for all the time I've known him. No, he didn't have a beard till he was like twenty. I've known him since he was about twenty. Yeah. So at nineteen, he looked ridiculous. Do you want to see pictures? Okay. I didn't, f- I didn't look ridiculous. I just didn't have a beard. Look, it looks stupid. <laughs> the fact that you look th- this good after the pictures I've seen of your Pop World heebie-jeebies days, mm. you've definitely grown into the old fizzles. But he looks similar. Yeah, I look you. shocking compared to how I looked at 23. I look like a young lesbian. Can we have a picture of you to slide in here oh. so that people can have reference? Oh, I, yeah, if you've got some kitchen roll to dry yourself up. Okay. Well... I apologise to all my uh, gay female friends who enjoyed that little last ride round the fucking block <laughs> with old Jenny Rowe, who's a cum-guzzling whore. Your own words. <laughs> fucking Mother Teresa over here. And I swear to God, I want to be taken to Pop Girl. I know Tony Carroll's got mates in the industry and we can go to all the cool places. Fuck that. I want to go Pop World. Even if it's just for one cheap, nasty drink, we'll get thinner Blue Wicked. Oh, that's what you have to drink there? You don't get a normal Blue drink. You drink Jaeger, you drink Sambuca, you drink Sours, you drink Smirnoff Ice. Any Hooch, time of the day. Vodka Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Unce, 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 Fuck unce. off, COVID. We're bored of you. Some people say I fight like me dad. What? Are you serious? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> get the lesbians back outside. <laughs> <laughs> Love bewitched. Say you oh, do, say you me. don't. All right, well, that's a good time to pie this one off. See you Hello. after the break. What a fucking pro. What's happening, guys? Are you on board the CBD oil train yet? Whether you are or you aren't, you should head to supremecbd.uk, one of the official sponsors of the Have Away podcast, and get yourself some premium CBD oil product from gummy bears to the oil itself. This stuff has got a million uses. It can help with anxiety. It can help you sleep. It can help with aches and pains. It's really, really brilliant. It's been helping me and a lot of other people. Now, if you go to supremecbd.uk and use the special promo 
code WORD. That's W-O-R-D. You get 30% off everything you order, and they slide us a little bit of money for sending you their way. That's how sponsorship works. They sponsor the podcast. We push you their way. It's a money game, baby, but you're going to get money off your CBD. And what's better than money off? Nothing. Go get it. Supreme CBD. That UK. Should I press that one? It's on. Yeah. Should I press that one to make it go? I've just been for a wee. And whenever I go for a wee in the break, I always check myself out in the mirror on the way out that bathroom. How you feeling? Um, I'm a bit annoyed that none of you told me how pronounced my nipples are in this hoodie. you got fat titties just like Jennifer Rowe. <laughs> I can't I mean, see your nipples. Oh, yeah, I can. So, Shay, we reckon... That if Adam was a woman, just got clicked, changed gender now, yeah. was the female 29-year-old Jennifer Rowe. Doesn't Adam look like the female him has big tits? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, Can you see them now? You know what I mean? <laughs> hmm, she got them good old titties, Jenny Rowe. <sighs> but she loves dick. Anyway, nice to see you, mate. And you, man. Thank you for having me on, lad. Stephen O'Shea in Stephen. the building. Thank you, fellas. Thanks uh, for having me on, lad. One Thanks. of my oldest friends. Yeah. Someone I've always, Been you know. the block together. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Grew up together. Grew up together. One of our most requested guests, though. Met really? Four yeah. seconds ago. We, we put, like, a, a feeling out every now and then. We're just like, who do you want us to get on in the next couple of months? Because we book our guests sort of on a, a week-by-week basis, yeah. really. And, yeah, one, one of our most requested guests. Former... Don't flop champion, former champion of UK battle rap. I don't know why you're telling me. I know all of this. <laughs> I was there with him. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for coming in. I appreciate you having me on. My voice is a bit fuck screaming at the telly last night, but... Yes, yeah, a big Everton fan. Yeah, 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 me, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've got that whole sore throat at the minute, but it's yeah. not COVID. Yeah, but that, you just put up the toffees for everything. You like put up the toffees and then I check what the Everton result is and you're like, oh, it was a draw. <laughs> up the toffees. <laughs> and he's a, he's a, you've lost. Up the toffees, we'll be back. Exactly. It's fucking exactly. Right. Rain or shine. on your team. Rain or shine. It does. It's just every, the end of every game, Carl yeah. just writes up the toffees on fucking Twitter. Yeah, but to be fair to Carl, if you could only write that when Everton win, you wouldn't mm. only write it for any of them. Why is it more, year, more this year than you cunts did, though? Okay, good. It was Have a joke, Carl. Hey, guys. I'm going to say yeah. Guys. He's going to stab in the dark. Oh, oh, shit. Order. 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 Let's not do that. Um, yeah, man. I People weren't just like asking. People were getting to the point where they were like, right, what's going on? Yeah, where's Wait. O'Shea? Why have you not asked Stephen O'Shea? <laughs> What's the beef? Surprised they haven't asked for shuffle on that more than me, though, to be honest. They have, haven't they? No, they've they asked have. for you. You're definitely the most requested uh, rap battler, and also we get asked a lot to get Shotty, shotty and Luna yeah. on as well. Um, you've never battled Shotty, have you? Yeah, they have, yeah. Have you battled Shotty? Battled Shotty on the lab battle event. Oh, that was his original? His, his original one, yeah. He went to battle Flex Digits, and he didn't turn up. Like, so two days before, they asked me to jump in. Oh, <laughs> and he obviously he'd prepared for flex digits. Yeah. So we just changed the odd word through it. So he's like calling me a come from Yorkshire and then he goes, You come from Liverpool. I didn't even rhyme, you know, just fit it in to get it in. Is that a yeah. video? Does that exist? We can yeah, watch yeah. Why have we never watched that? Yeah, it's it's, it's probably freestyle wise, it's probably my best ever battle. Because I didn't know I was battling them until the day like two days before. That's boss, that. I'll probably put that on. We so me and Carl often drive here together because we both still live over in West Harvey. And like Sometimes we just have music on, but a lot of the time we just put like a battle, oh, battle on, on and yeah. just 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 listen to it on the way over. Yeah, I think the, probably the reason we haven't watched that the most of the battles that me and Carl watch are don't flop. We don't watch a lot of the American ones yeah, unless yeah. it's a British battler over on King there, of the yeah. Dot. Um, because the American ones, as much as I appreciate it, 
when they're just screaming about how big the gun is for half an hour, I just get a bit bored. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather it be a bit funnier and a bit more <laughs> yeah. creative. It needs to be a mix of everything, done it, to yeah. fucking get involved. I do like, like it, but... <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you I, can just take the afternoon off. I'm literally looking at you, and you look so much blacker than you've ever looked in my eyes. <laughs> You're the whitest, like, I like Bewitched and the music of Pop World. He's like, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really like, I don't love, like, the bars they spit in America. You know what I mean? I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I Apart from the blind battle rapper in America. Blind Fury. Blind Fury. Yeah, yeah. Who's fucking great? I don't know that guy. <laughs> I don't. So I've gone down a, a YouTube, but like, you can't help because he comes out. He's from, like, the South. He's from Carolina or. I'm not too sure. He's, I think he's, he moved to New York to, like, become bigger. And he's, he's not from New York. And he's blind and he looks like someone's brought, like, the special he's friend. He's proper blind, isn't he? He's uh, not, like, blind. He can't just see. He's blind where he shakes and, and he's all that. fucking <laughs> is that, funny. Is that what happens? <laughs> you you lose so much you'd have, sight. You'd have to see him. So you'd have to see it. To, you'll get what I mean once you see him, right? <laughs> no, but so, so you know, last week, Pete Otway said he was in the b- backstage and there was a lad on that was blind and he didn't know. So he introduced him, didn't do anything with the mics. The blind guy starts walking around and Pete's off stage going, shit, he's blind. Blind Fury is clearly disabled some like you yeah. clock him and he's like it look instantly like okay and then when you obviously know that he's blind he's so fucking funny yeah, and he rips brilliant. and so when the american like battle rappers try and do what you were talking about to a disabled looking <laughs> blind guy it doesn't work yeah it's like a superpower i fucking watch that all day there's another there's another blind one from canada i don't know if you've seen him manners ill he's called no. He battled Sharon once. Okay. And obviously Sharon's skinny white fella. Yeah. And he opens his bars with like, you black motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid fat motherfucker. It's fucking brilliant. Like. I, oh, nice. See, so a, a big a big debate that like seems, well, not debate, but like a big conversation, the thing that get referenced a lot in the Don't Flop Battles is the jokes versus bars. Yeah. thing, which I think the best example of the either side of that is when you battled Tony D. Yeah. yeah which was your it. title defense, wasn't it? Because yeah, you yeah. won the first ever UK don't flop title match against Sensor, yeah, which was, was a first, rematch. Yeah. That so, was the first defense. That so Tony is D don't won. flop like the branding? Is yeah. don't flop like. It's the league. It's like the league. Like, So yeah. there's UFC and there's yeah. like. Yeah. So that's like Bellator. Right. And then America have got URL, which is like they certainly like to think of themselves as the best league in the world. Yeah. The Canadian League is called King of the Dot. And there's also, there's a lot of like sub-leagues as well. Some battlers who get pissed off with the leagues that they're in because they're not like getting given enough main events. They end up setting up their own ones going, well, yeah. I'll just make myself the main event. Right. So Don't Flop's the, yeah. one of the UK big boys. Don't Flop was... The, it was the, huge at one point, but it's it spiralled down. There was a lot of shit that went on politics. Was it, the, the easiest way to look at it is like wrestling. Yeah. You've got WWE, WCW, AEW, you know, it's different subgenres of it, like, and people yeah. move to stuff that works yeah. better. And then you've got the them. East Lancashire Wrestling League. Yeah, classic, classic. <laughs> We're in Trixie's every Friday night. We've had, we've had two women die, but that's a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right. don't flop at, at the point, because you did the first ever don't flop battle ever, didn't you? The first ever one that got put on, there was, a, there was an event before that, but everything was that bad. Yeah. That it was like, fucking hell, we need to at least write something on this. <laughs> you know when everyone turned up and freestyled and people were like, yo, yo. And it was just like, nah, sack this up. So it was one event, but that was the first event that I went to. And yeah. that was the first battle that went online, like, 
Yeah. Don't flop. And then you went on to battle sort of everyone in the league, battled Sensor before, and then it, there was a bit of a, a a grudge there, wasn't there? Well, to be honest, not a grudge with me, but he said stuff that at the time when you're battling, you don't realise what's really going on. You're just focusing on getting your own yeah. stuff out. But a lot of the stuff he said, he was starting to get death threats and stuff. And um, Well, he was getting death threats from, like, people, from members of your gang. fans? Not yet. Well, not really my fans, just from people who got put onto it. Yeah. So Because he was talking about... Um, Jones and stuff like that. So yeah, then yeah, the yeah. next thing, I'd had a message off someone from one of those fucking gangs yeah. saying, who the fuck's this lad and want his address and all that. And I was like, oh, I can't give it all that. Then he got in touch with me and said, these have got in touch with me here. Yeah. yeah. And obviously he was like, oh, I'm not taking it serious. I was like, oh, you know what? You probably best I'd take it serious because these are... Yeah, and where, and where was like, he from? Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about East Anglia. You don't really want to get in the... <laughs> beef of Liverpool, do you? That's not a fair fist fight, is it? Right? I tell you what, they can run fucking Norfolk. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, like because there was a, people started really disliking him and that, and then I'd like sort of defend him, saying, "Oh, it's just a rap battle," and he said it in this rap battle. But I understand in the context why people didn't like it. But then, like, I was getting messages off people who we worked with saying, talk about this one time when he was in the canteen and he stared at this girl too long and this girl went, hey, who are you looking at? <laughs> and it got to that point so people were giving you know me all like? information on him. I was like, well, fuck this. Do you know what it's like? It's like, you know, when you're comparing and the, the best man of a stag do comes up to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens a lot to us, you know, like on a weekend at a comedy club. Like, you'll, like they'll be like, we'll get told when we get there, there's three stag dudes in tonight and then one will come up to go, lad, listen, right? He's getting married, <laughs> right? And he's only got one ball and his bed cheats on him like five times. Use that, oh, lad. Use that. Use it, that they never know where the line is and they don't even know where the terminology is. No, look, lad. Heckle him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I can't heckle him. Can I? Right. No, 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 no. No, no. We call him. Uh, we call him Gay Steve. He's not gay. <laughs> and his nan and his mum died in the same week. Say that. <laughs> Say that. Watch him cry. He'll fucking cry. Ruin his month. You're like, no, that's not good. That's totally not good. I can't believe you were there that night. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Gay Steve. Oh, he's crying. He's left. Oh. So we had that happen abroad on like genuine army army gig story. We were doing a gig for the forces and the compare was like taking notes from people like, oh, say, uh, you know, second paras are fucking mental. And they were like, oh yeah, give some shit. Someone passed a note anonymously, just like, Give some shit to the captain. He's a, he's a, and it was a someone who really didn't like him having a fucking go, Proper and go. had mentioned something that was really sensitive, and it kicked off. And at the end, they all had to have a meeting as all these all his mates and this captain's like gutted, and everyone's having a go. And some dickhead compares there with a piece of paper going, "I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. I just handed a piece of paper." You're like, "Yeah, well, don't don't fucking say it then." The thing with a rap battle is when you sign up to it, you you accept that anything goes, don't you? Because yeah. you, you're you're the one standing in front of them. So you're like, I, I'm allowed to say anything about him so he can say anything about me and my family and people do get really fucking personal and there's, there's battlers who are known for being more personal yeah. than others. But if you're going to start rapping about kids who get oh, shot... Oh, yeah, of course. It's one there's going to be people who are watching it going, I'm not having that. The way I look at it is you can say what you want but you've got to be prepared for people not to be happy with what you say. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, You can't just say what you want and expect everyone That's my just, attitude with comedy, everyone though, Everyone just to go, oh, that's sound. If, if you're willing to take what's coming back to you, say what you want, but people will kick off at you. And he said even worse stuff than that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
But that's it. You have literally almost word for word said that. Yeah. Except with a, a, with a comedian, he's always accountable to how many people laugh and the reaction in the room. So when Adam's talking about saying what he wants to say, he's talking about things like the Victoria's Secret bit, which is about which is about basically fat people and, and, and wanting to be a Victoria's Secret model. It's more issues-based that people on Twitter get wound up about. Doing jokes about news stories where someone's been killed, murdered, kids have been hurt. Yeah. Like, comedians very rarely fuck with that because the first time they try it is at a new material night and the crowd go, what the fuck did you just say? And they go, oh, I'm never going to say that again. I was at a gig, a comedy gig years ago. I can't remember. It was, it wasn't, it was, it was on the Albert Dock. <laughs> baby Blue. No yeah, way. You, you weren't there for that. With the Reese Jones and Madeline McCann joke. That's mad. We spoke about that. Yeah. Oh. Were you there? We were there and there on my, like, my mate's fucking night. That's uh, fucking Dave Longley. Is that what we were? I couldn't remember. Yeah. But I was there when that happened and then somebody shouted something else. I think he shouted, um, what would you do if one of the fucking family members were in here? And then the fucking atmosphere just went like fucking sketchy as fuck. Oh That's my god, so it's leg- yeah, yeah. Yeah. legendary. Is it? See, I didn't know oh, no, that. Legendary amongst comics. Is it? Yeah, I didn't know that, but I didn't, we were there on that night. And especially the people in it. So, just to give you a bit of context on that. So, the, the comic is a, a mate of ours, a colleague of ours, his yeah. name's Dave Longley, and he's known for being a very provocative. He will say something if it's going to make him laugh, and he will sort of deal with the consequences and yeah. whatever. Carl worked at Baby Blue and ran the show at Baby Blue for years. Dan was one of the regular compares at Baby Blue. I was at one point banned from performing at Baby Blue. Dan shared an agent with the comic in question. Oh, mate, he's a good mate of mine. you were at that gig. Would I know him from... Because I've been to a fair few gigs. Would I... He does hot water every now and then. He didn't do Liverpool for a while. Yeah. After that. Yeah, of course. After that, because it it became a story, didn't it? He's from... No, he's from the East Midlands. By the way, Dave's not a cunt in any way. No, yeah, no, it's I just one of those things you don't... He is... His sense of humour is so close to that line. He wants people to go, oh! And then for some people to go, <laughs> Yeah. But that line, when, especially this is 12 years ago. Yeah, it was It was more too so far after it had happened. Like, I, got, I had an interview with Radio City years ago. And he asked me to come on under the pretense of all, you know, talking about hip hop and all stuff. When I, one of our Dick Limerick albums went sort of semi-viral and he brought us on, the first thing they fucking asked me was, oh, can you tell me about this? And they talked about Hillsborough and Reese Jones and what other battles were in while I was on the thing. And I just went to pieces, went to pieces, didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say. Well, they asked you, what do you think about <coughs> battlers mentioning stuff like this? First question. Didn't ask anything about anything else. As soon as I sat down, it was the first thing they asked me. Oh, it's interesting that because we it. spoke about that not so long ago on this. Uh, it might have been on a Patreon episode, actually, but like my attitude is very similar to what you've just said. I'll say, what I, my attitude on stage is I'll say anything that I think I can defend. But there's other comics who are like, if I think it's funny, I'm fucking saying it. And I get that and I will defend their right to have that stance on it. But you've also got to expect that sometimes you're going to say something. But I also can't have my attitude and then get upset when a comedian says something. So there's yeah, a comic that course, we know yeah. who sat next to me. There's a show in Edinburgh called Hate and Live where you're meant to do offensive jokes. And he did a Hillsborough joke. And I just had to sit there and yeah. swallow it. Because I, I, I can't do a joke about Michael Jackson fucking children, knowing that there's a chance there's someone in the room who got nonced as a kid. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's 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 a very... It's, a, it's an awkward line, isn't it? It's such an awkward line. I remember being there when... Somebody said something about James Bulger and everyone laughed. Yeah. And like, I didn't laugh, but I couldn't fucking 
kick off because I've said stuff about other people that's offense. It, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a murky waters, yeah, isn't it? You've got to either be offended by everything. That's why, like, when I see comedians moan, go, I hate these people who are offended by everything. And I'm like, I've got more respect for them than people who just choose their one thing and go, you can't joke about washing machines because my yeah, mum yeah. killed herself by putting her head in a washing machine. Oh, my least favourite thing, are like, we, we even mentioned it, I think, on Monday. Like, oh, you've mentioned the thing that I get upset about, laughing at all the other stuff where we're totally, like, playing on the line and everything. But... In the room, when you're pissed off about something, you're allowed, a crowd is, that's the whole fun of live performance, isn't it? If a crowd turn around and go, no, mate, you're like, oh, that's my my bad. Yeah. You're not into it. You either, you either dodge around it or think on your feet, but it's the people who then tweet about it, put a TripAdvisor up or email the Echo. Yeah, no, and then yeah. you're like, now it's something totally different. Now you're fueling that like, I can't believe this has been said because all of the people that kick off when they've, once you've read, comedian says this at a gig at the Albert Dock and it's really offensive. Of course you're then going to go, well, I think it's offensive because you're like, well, you're, not, you're not hearing the joke. You're not in the room. Because what we were talking about before, that, that ended up in the Echo and all stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was news because yeah. of what, what, what. And then that journalist who sat down with you is just trying to generate Straight that away. story. And that was the same person who was going back and forth with me on the emails. You know, asking to talk about, we're going to talk about this. And yeah. that was the first thing they asked me the second they sat down, he turned it on. Yeah. So before we start, I'd just like to talk about this and talked about stuff that Censored had said. See, and I was just gobsmacked because I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have any sort of, I know what my views on it all are. Yeah. It's wrong. I've but got I didn't such say it. little respect for journalists that I'd have literally just told them to fuck off. I'd, I'd the ended room. up stopping straight away. Well, it went on for about two minutes, and they carried on with questions of that nature. Is that a yeah. tactic to blindside you to go? Let's not been, get yeah. him comfortable. It must have just hit him. So you say something that's yeah. Newsworthy. It must have been because they, well, like I said, it only went on for two minutes before it got stopped. Um, but there was nothing apart, nothing else asked about. I know two minutes doesn't sound that long, but when they're firing questions at, at you, like you haven't really got an answer for. We must have asked seven or eight questions about stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just fucking and you frozen. Know, and frozen, like, yeah. Everything after that, it's not like after that they're going to go, so you won this, uh, yeah, like, yeah. they don't care really about gone, everything yeah, else. It's gone. Have uh, you said anything that you can remember that you regret saying? Yeah, it's a pamphlet. What, can you say it? Um, yeah, I'd, his dad had died and I he, he was saying something like about his dad and I said like, you know, can't remember what the line was, but it ended with, your dad's dead. Good, you know that sort of stuff, and you know, it, you know the only reason I'm laughing is because both of our mums are dead. Right, they died when we were teenagers, and we have spent a good part of the year doing dead mum jokes. Yeah, I've seen them on the so team. many that it's ridiculous. You just went, his dad died, and I went. <laughs> naturally, it's become the funniest thing you can have on on have a word. Yeah, so you regret oh, doing that because I regret so. doing that more than more than the fact that he's my mate and. I don't yeah. believe in what I said myself. Do you know what I mean? It was just for shock factor and getting a bit of a reaction for it. Yeah, I don't. I haven't said anything that had classes offensive. I've not said anything along the lines of any kids getting killed yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, you know, stabbings or I wouldn't mention anything gang culture wise. Yeah, because it's not worth it, is it? No, <laughs> like it's not worth the aggro that is defo coming your way. Yeah. But then I understand why someone from Plymouth who doesn't have a clue what goes on in Manchester or Birmingham or Liverpool yeah. will say. Oh, you, you know, and talk about these gangs. You're like, what the fuck? I sort of have that, you know, with the newspaper that we refuse to name on this, like we don't buy in Liverpool, yeah. right? Like when I see sort of 
scousers having a go at like people from Plymouth or somewhere going, why are you doing an article in that? I'm like, I, I know why we ate it. And if any scouser, if you were in it, I'd be like, what the fuck's yeah. O'Shea doing? Like, I, you I'd know hit, better. You, you, if you did something, I'd be like, Dan, what the fuck are you doing? But like, we expect everyone to know that everything we give a shit about, don't yeah, we? Yeah, of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Schultz, and, Schultz, Schultz using it in his Netflix specials or one of his videos. And someone emailed in and went, what do you think about uh, Schultz uh, using the paper that shouldn't be mentioned? You're like, He's in New York. Yeah, of course. He doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't know the story. Yeah, he, he hasn't. I understand when people were pissed off that like Stephen Graham or fucking yeah, yeah, Rooney yeah. went to them. They're disappointed. That's Stephen that Graham. Is, that's disappointing because they yeah. know the, what goes on. Yeah. Who's Stephen Graham? Um, Stephen Graham is the Scouse actor. He played Combo in This Is England. He's in oh, Al yeah, Capone yeah, yeah. fucking... In yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, fucking, a, oh, he's fucking great. There's a picture of him promoting a movie and he's holding a framed copy of that newspaper. And every if you go on... Any of his tweets, any of them, it'll say an up down. Look yeah. in the replies, and they'll without be like, "You're going to address this." And if you met, if you say that to him, you could do it now. Go on his latest tweet and go explain this. You just get blocked. He's never addressed it. He's never spoken it about all, it. It sort of seems to me with him in particular, like, did he just not realise he was doing it? Because he must have known. I hate his face on it because I think his face is sort of like, "What am I doing?" Yeah. Like, but what he am did I it. doing here? Like, he doesn't look happy to be promoting yeah. it at all. But he he blocks everyone. He's never addressed it, ever. And, like, the video of... Do you remember, like, that, like, sort of... It worked, but it was a little bit cringy, the video, when Hicks and Gillette, and it was like, get out of our club, and they yeah, had Ricky yeah. Tomlinson, and they had Gareth from the, the Anfield Rap, and Neil Fitzmaurice, and, like, they, they all did, um like, this video to camera to George Hicks, uh, and uh, is it... Tom, no, Tom Hicks and George Gillette. Tom Hicks, George Gillette. And they, they were Liverpool's owners before Femme oh, Sports yeah, yeah. Group took over. And it was basically... The shit Americans. Yeah, they were like, you came in and you promised that you were going to put a spade in the ground within 90 days. You were going to get us a new stadium. None of it's happened. You're just trying to steal money out of our club. Fucking get out of our city. And he's in that video. Is he in the video as well? Stephen Graham's in that video. And... That, like, I struggle now. Because genuinely, at one point, and there's definitely a Scouse parochial, he's one of ours about this, but he was possibly my favourite actor for a bit. Because yeah. Combo, not not in the film This Is England necessarily, because he's, he's disgusting and as good as he's an actor, but his story in the This Is England TV series, and I watched every single bit of that, yeah. it got more and more complex. He, he showed such a good range to play that character in. I thought he was fucking brilliant. He's gone to, to work for Martin Scorsese and played Al Capone. In a, a massive US hit Broadwalk Empire. And he was He's in a, the Irishman. Yeah. The Irishman. He's fucking great. A scouse in lad done good who should be remembering his roots because it's fucking drilled into you as a scouse. So you, you're always a scouse no matter where you move to. I know he lives in fucking Derbyshire or whatever. And then I seen that. I, I, I think what happened was I tweeted saying he's one of my favourite actors, Stephen yeah, Graham. Replied. And it was Rob Thomas and was like, thing, Have yeah. you seen this? And I was like, I can't, I, I can't not hate you now because you're being a fucking bell end, aren't you? It's just. Yeah. It's strange, and it? it's like he's got to have he's got to have had a moral sort of view in his head. What's going on here? He kind of just went, "Oh yes, and he's I'll not do that. fucking stupid lad." He knew yeah, exactly. Strange, he knew it? exactly what was coming, and that's why he doesn't address it because there's not any he can say. He can't say sorry. Everyone will go, "Well, you fucking done it now. Fuck off." And he can't go. Eh, it was in my contract. Everyone will go, "Oh, so you're a sellout." There's no answer. Yeah. Could so, he not have afterwards come out and gone? I fucked up here. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done it, and I shouldn't have been there. I think Liverpool's quite an unforgiving city, to be honest. Yeah, I think the reason Rooney got forgiven a bit more because he, obviously that story was sold to a fucking independent thing, yo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then it ended up in the Sun, 
So it looked like he'd gone straight to the sun, but he hadn't. But with that one, he's physically old in a copy, isn't he? Yeah. So well, I, I, I had a bit of trouble with that. So when I when I won that award, uh, best joke of the fringe thing, every newspaper in the country reported it very positively. Apart from them. And I told them quite publicly to fuck off a couple of times. Um, like they offered me like a full two page spread to promote me tour. And I had my publicist on the phone going, you're getting a full two page spread yeah. in that. And I went, Mel, doesn't matter, I'm does not it? doing it. Fuck off. And she was like, <laughs> I know there's these squabbles with that paper in your city. Oh, she'll but never get you, that. You, you need to, because this is really big. And I was like, it's not happening. So then I was like, a bit naively, don't <laughs> get me wrong, because you're taking on a fucking media giant. I just went on Twitter and said, I've just been offered this. I'd rather have empty shows. They can go fuck themselves. And it, you're talking like 100,000 likes. Like people retweeted everywhere. Good on the lad. Everyone should buy tickets to his tour because he's done this. And, you know, it did what it was meant to do. Yeah, yeah. But it also pissed them off. So they reported that I'd stolen that joke. That really? one that. Yeah, yeah that front page. It was audible. Wasn't it? Cause they're not, and they're not known well, for being into, vindictive. So that's a surprise, I, isn't I, it? We were in Edinburgh and I went into the shop and went, I'm going to go and have a look in it because I didn't want him to see it. And I looked in the paper. I like yeah. oh, big, uh, not like a little fucking corner thing. Like God, it's on the front page. Surprise! <clears throat> and they just made that up. They just so fucking... they'd. The joke was a bit hacky and shit. Yeah, but they were like, "He's stolen it. It's an old the sto- job sensor joke." Is the that? job yeah, sensor yeah. joke. It's not a good joke, and I didn't ever want to win an award for it. Like we've covered it on this a thousand times. There was a reason that joke was in that show and in that bit and whatever. I never asked to win an award that gets national coverage yeah, for the yeah. worst joke in my show. I didn't ask for that, but. They reported it that way. So then my publicist's like, we need to address this. And I was like, I don't want to address it. They can just fuck off. And she went, right, well, we need to put a statement out because you've just won an award, which you get a big cash prize for in this exposure. We need to put a statement out. So I went, okay, let's put a statement out. And then Chortle, full circle for the start of this episode, they reported the statement. And because the statement was in response to something that had been in that newspaper. Chortle reported it as, speaking to... Ah, uh, yeah, I see, yeah. And I rang Mel, do you remember? Yeah. And I was like, I what don't the- care what happens, but get that off that fucking website, because I did not talk to them. I spoke to you, and we put a public statement out, because yeah. I can't be seen as speaking to them. This is London journalists and London PR that will never get it. They're yeah, like, yeah, of oh, course. Like, the fact that they... The fact that the term squabble was used. Now, I know there's, come on, there's these bloody um, Merseyside squabbles, you know? But we need to get over it and get some good PR. Like, they'll never get it. Yeah. Oh. To be fair to Steve Bennett, Chortley did change the article. He's a good guy. To, he's in a, a public statement. Just want to say, he's a great guy. Uh, Chortle.co.uk, if you'd like to nominate us for an award we'd like to win. Great guy. <laughs> great journalist. Oh, Shay. Nice guy. <laughs> no, we, we'll never sell out. Uh, vote at Chortle. <laughs> uh, what would you say? Because my favourite battle of yours is with Tony. Yeah. Because I love both of yours, and I think it's brilliant. I also like the Lunar battle as well. But I want to know what your favourite one is. Um, There's a few. Uno, Tony. Um, Uno was great when the lights kept going off. Yeah. Um, is there a guy called... This guy's called Luna and Uno, and yeah. then there's someone called Tony. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Fucking hell, you want to see Tony rap? He's amazing. And he does great plastering. <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. So, Tony D. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Tony D is the guy who beat O'Shea in the title match and took O'Shea's title off him. Is it like... 
Is it like the heavyweight heavyweight belt? You've got to yeah. beat. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so it's not a yet. championship every year. It's a. No, it's like a number one contender type sort of thing. Yeah, that's fucking. Cool, people isn't who need the better rise up. Yeah, the ranks, so and if you're no champion, league, league is in such. You know, do you have to just the the venues just wherever it is, or do you get to do is. a home venue in a way like it did the it it was when it was at its prime. It was going around the country. It'd be in a different city every every four weeks or yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, there was a time when it was selling out Ministry of Sound and selling out all the venues all over the country we go to. But now it's it's gone way down. It's, it's, like, it's still it's, big in Norfolk, though, I hear. Norwich is still... Yeah, yeah, I huge. think they're one of the only places that's still got their own <laughs> little scene going on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. It's mad, isn't it? We went East to the Anglia, sh- I think they call it. <laughs> we went to the that's actually, he's not even messing, you know. No, that's but real. There's a Beast league Anglia. called Beast Angular. Ang- Beast, Beast Anglia. Anglia Beast which Anglia, does sound yeah. like... Uh, I'm telling you right now. West Country paedophile. Whoever came out with that... Is a Finn's fucking flying to look at that Finn. Well done, lad. <laughs> I, I think he managed to make that worse. No one, <laughs> no one noticed. Just me. A big Welshman bounding in. <laughs> Beast yeah, Anglia. Can, yeah, you can push it down a little bit if you need to. That's all right. Just so, yeah, that's that's perfect. perfect. Beast Anglia is what a fucking name. It does sound like like a nonce who, who roams around near Ipswich. It does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One Me of those crime Cal- investigation programs, <laughs> yeah. the beast from Anglia. I've only been to two events, weirdly, because I've been a fan of it for maybe seven or eight years. Paul Smith was the one who introduced me to it, I was saying that before. But I, I went to, I was in London for some gigs, and I went on my own. Yeah, you turned up at one of the London events, didn't you? Was it the, um, was that a Ministry of Sound one? There was me and Carl went, we went to a to Ministry of Sound one. Seventh birthday, it was seventh birthday. It was, was I against that kid Swist? Um, I don't know whether you were battling on the day we... You were there. You were there. But you yeah. weren't battling that day. You yeah, battled, you battled the day before. So it was... Shotty battled Charlie Clips yeah, on I the remember, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, We went on the Sunday because I couldn't Tony. go on the Saturday. We saw Tony battle Chilla Jones. Yeah, I know which one you're um, on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is all pretty obvious, I think. I know all this anyway. Carry on. But yeah, to answer your question from before, just before I carry on having a lovely conversation while you can I lo- make some tea. I'm just, I'm just interested. I think it's interesting. So yeah, there's Tony D. So these are the talking battles. <laughs> Tony Rapping D. From Rapping. London. Like the lads in America. Uno Lavos is from Philadelphia. Uno Lavos? <laughs> Uno Lavos? Yeah. Please fucking yeah. cornerback. Sky Sports News. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Joffre Archer ruled out of England's second test after in against India in Chennai with an elbow injury. Oh, well, I'm glad because you're mad on cricket, aren't you? So you'll really want to know about the second test in Chennai. Got notifications on for a reason. Uno, um, Uno Lavos has just signed for Levente as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Luna C is from... That's a good name. Uh, ...is from Leeds or Bradford. Bradford, Bradford He's from yeah. Bradford, yeah. Um, oh, you've shown me lunacy before. Yeah. Well, we put battles on in here sometimes when we're cleaning up. Oh, when, when you're cleaning up and I'm watching battles. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Absolutely not bad. Um, shotty yeah. as well. We like shotty, don't we? Yeah. Shotty horror. So, <laughs> just, I just want to... I just love and watching in process. <laughs> I it. just want to... I love finding out about the... There's a, probably a lot of similarities between stand-up and, and the... How do you come up? Like... Is it like an under 18s or a youth a youth league? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't. Ra- yeah, you, you, get, you, you get picked for England. Yeah, you get, you're flown over to, <laughs> to battle a load of Slovakian. He's only twelve, rappers. but he he fucking he's amazing. <laughs> he's been he's been rap battling forty two year olds. <laughs> Who's the youngest rap battler you've seen knocking about? Um, there's Blizzard's probably the youngest one to get to a level where he's yeah. on the main cards. But there's how old? 12, how old 13 Blizzard? year olds who do it like. 
I mean, the way I started, I started when I was 13, 14, just in school. And as soon as you get, you find out that one other person in your school raps, it sort of became like that. You know, oh, you've got a rap battle against him. Yeah. I was rap battling when I was in school, but obviously then when you go, we started putting videos out when I was like 16, 17 of ones in like parties and stuff. When you realise there's three or four rappers and they come together and then it, it just escalated from there and then people started watching all those videos and then League started popping up because they realised it was popular on YouTube. Yeah. When YouTube came along, it, it was a massive explosion of it. Because they were getting so many views, like hundreds of thousands of views on some of these battles, like people, like young rappers, are in, in the same way that now we're getting comedians going, can I come on, have a word and promote me book? Like there's rappers going, if I go and battle in Don't Flop and have a great couple of battles and I get like a few thousand people, then they'll, yeah. They'll buy me mixtape or they'll... they'll. And it was different. Like, when it started, everybody used to battle, used to rap. So you'd be a rapper first, and then you'd start battling. But as, as Don't Flop got bigger and rap battling got bigger, you'd have, like, comedians or people who weren't rappers who thought, well, do you know what? I might get 100,000 views off doing a decent one of these. So they went into that, and they, weren't, they, they, could, they wouldn't have had a rap song or a rap verse at all but they go into battling because it became bigger. But Not it's basically bigger, but just spoken word then, isn't it? it starts spoken becoming, word poetry, like, yeah. yeah, but with a bit, with bit more flow. Yeah. Who's the, just, I can't, having asked who the youngest is, who's the oldest person you've seen rap battling? I mean, what? Um, who, Tony? On the t- Tony, on the, well, Cashmore, RIP, but he yeah. was he was battling until he was 40 odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but over in America. <laughs> I honestly didn't know how old he was going to be. 40, obviously. No, You're dead at 40. I'm sure My in America there's older though, isn't there? I'm sure the, a lot of the American ones have been doing it for that long. That how old's Tony? He, Tony is a couple of years older than me, so he's got to be at least 40, I reckon. Yeah. I'm 37, so yeah. Um, I think he's two years older than me. Three. Joker Stab, Verb T. Yeah. They're all around that age as well. Yeah. Tony gets a lot of shit in battles, as you did as well for being one of the older ones, didn't you? But yeah. Tony seems to get that a lot oh, more than anyone else. I'm so glad you're here. Because I get fucking hammered on this podcast. <laughs> Age, and we're all doing ageism. fuck. Do you ever worry about that? Because sometimes they're giving me shit about like, not watching. I, don't, I didn't watch Pokemon. I was poking girls. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little, nice little bar, that. That was good. I know. You you yourself. I, made, was good. I made myself cringe. Um, just, you, just, you, I know. Former so. British Battle Rap Champion just I told know. you that was a bar. Like. Yeah, I know, but he, he's an old one, isn't he? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't fly nowadays. Like, back in my day. But, would, but if you had to rap battle someone younger, would you be like, I'm not, is this going to... I've battled ki- kids. I've battled younger people and I've, you know, I've gone down the hole. What do you know about late night Channel 5 porn and all that? <laughs> What do you know about WCW? What do you know about all <laughs> yeah, that yeah. shit? You know what I mean? David Duchovny and what's it? Red Shoe Diaries and all that. Nice. And I just haven't got a fucking clue what I'm talking about. But as long as it's getting the fucking reaction. Yeah. But then they say stuff that they say stuff that I've watched. I, because I'm not because of COVID and that it hasn't really been going on this year. So I've watched a few recently and like I don't know what the fucking talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, I've, I've the slangs changed. I don't know what they're talking about half the time. But what? I appreciate that if they're getting a reaction, they must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Is there anything that's ever been said? To, I mean, the answer will be yeah, but I, I suppose what I'm after is an example of like something that someone's said to you where you've just gone, ah, oh, fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've got me there. Like, that's... Not really, not really, no. Not, not as in like you're pissed <clears throat> off. I just mean like, that's dead good. That's funny. Yeah, there's loads of times. Like, 
it's hard to explain, like, because it won't. It's not personal stuff that's got me, but there's lines that people say to you, and I think that's fucking brilliant. That, yeah. Like Dave back down, and he said, like, I'm in the hands, I'm in the club with me hands up. You're like in the fucking pub, get me hands up and all that stuff. <laughs> but it, it's it's hard to explain, like, what there's so many. So, I've done that many, I've done nearly 150 odd rap battles, that's a lot, recorded rap battles. Yeah. That there's that much stuff that's been said to me. Yeah. It just flies over me. I had a lot of it. The the one that springs to mind, I'm. Sh- I hope I've not got this wrong. Because Danny McLaughlin, another lad we've had on the couch here, a mate of ours, he, he loves these battles as well. And he loves the funnier ones. Yeah. And he's a proper hip-hop head, Danny. Like, oh, he loves... More than nearly anyone I know. But, like, he hates all the... Like, trying to be the most creative bars. He wants funny the as funny fuck. Stuff, yeah. Like, his favourite battle, as as far as I'm aware, is... Big J and Lefty against Matter and Peace Soldier. Yeah, it's a good one, Which is that. dead funny when he's just calling him an owl for like yeah, five yeah. minutes. Blood, <laughs> <laughs> you look like an owl. It's dead funny. But the th- he's just, every now and then, Danny will just walk into a green room just saying a don't flop bar. And the one he says more than any is what Pedro said to you. Mum joke, Sam. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. He does say that a lot, yeah? He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He'll just walk in and go, Mum joke time. Your mum's got a tattoo of the Umbro sign. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic battle. That's, yeah. a, that's another one of the battles that I like, you know, of myself. That that one back and forth one was a fucking boss one. You've battled Pedro about 12 times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's one Because we, we've both been doing it for that long and we... We were the ones that would just battle a lot freestyle and stuff. Yeah. It, you, every other fucking event, we'd end up getting put in a battle against <laughs> each other at some point <laughs> of the event. Like, yeah. Is that is that good or is that dull? Are you like, if you've done it eleven times, you're like the twelfth's going to be. Some dry. people can freestyle and some people can't. So a lot of so what happened is a lot of them I is, can obviously obviously yeah obviously. So at the events, yo, you'd have all set. yo, yeah, yo, do yo. it, Adam. <laughs> yeah. No, don't. please don't. don't. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Because it's going to end up in Mother Teresa's pussy real quick. That's what we're after, isn't it? <laughs> do you want to rap battle? Mother question for you. Do you want to rap battle? Mother I've just Teresa, been digging. Is that a signed photo yeah. of Mother Teresa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck do you get a sign yeah, that? It says up the toffees. Oh, that's so right. it's definitely legit. <laughs> Oh, I can't fucking do it again. Kevin Webster? Yes. I spotted Macho Man over there. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. signed as well. Oh, yeah. Favourite sport time. I fucking love it. It's an eclectic collection. Elizabeth. Like. Basically, the reason Mother Teresa is on there is because I, I I was asking Dan whether he'd fuck her, and then someone paid for it and sent us it in to our P.O. box. There's a, there's a Fred Talbot one there as well. Also, it's... Is there, yeah? If anyone wants to rap about Mother God. Teresa, now's can't the time. That, can't get that no, one on the camera, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? If anyone wants to rap battle Mother Teresa, now's the time. I'll fucking spit you up in it. <laughs> I, you watch Pokemon. I was poking girls. Classic. Oh, see, I really want you to teach Dan. And have a little battle. I don't know if he's if he oh, up for it. Why me? Why not Rowie? Because he knows bags? he knows it, and he's done some, and he's a bit more adept. Basically, it? I could have been don't flop champion if it wasn't for my injury. You could have been. So, a, you could have been a lot of things. Pro. You could no, have been a human pro. helicopter. Did you do one of those crap battles when that was going on? I've done three comedy battles. Have you? Yeah, I've lost two, uh, <laughs> quite heavily, and won one. Yeah. Did Did were you at the one when I fell over against Sony Carroll? Don't know. Was that, that was in the crown, wasn't it? It was the second, second crap battle one. I battled Tony at the first one. And the second one was in the fucking Holiday Inn. And yeah. I was bladdered and he threw 20p on the floor in pennies and I went to pick it up and fucking toppled oh, over off the so fucking funny. stage. 
Now that's where rap battling is so probably like comedy. You don't want to fall over. Yeah, that's no, never good, wasn't good. But I, it, I, off the stage as well. So it was a, it was a decent. I, I sold it well, like you know what I mean. Pretended I was a bit more injured than I was. Who did I battle when? Because it was it was Eddie Fortune. Eddie, Eddie Fortune, yeah. I got battered by him because I just did. I didn't write for it, and I was like, he's not going to write for it, but he fucking did. And I just didn't take it seriously. But then I wrote. You didn't write for it. I just didn't. You thought you were gonna win. Who was it? asking me yeah. for stuff about you? It wasn't Eddie. Who was the second battle? Was it Daniel Dixon. No, I wouldn't give him any. Who, who else did you battle? It was Daniel Dixon, Eddie Fortune. You know those big names from comedy. Um, and I battled Freddie Quinn in Edinburgh. I think it might have been Fred asking me for stuff. Yeah, Fre- me and Freddie mom. was close. Um, it was just fun, but neither of us really knew what we were doing. I don't. You just start, so that was like 2014. And I'd only just started watching them then. So it was yeah. about seven years. Yeah, but you know more than Dan. I've done two. No, I know, but I mean, in terms of actual... I've done two. I'm one and one. Oh, First can... one went well, because he, he got really personal and started doing rap battling against my agent who wasn't there. It was one of the most amazing <laughs> things to watch someone lose without even involving me. He <laughs> was like, yeah, and your agent's a cunt because he doesn't book me for the frog. I'm like, mate, this is not my battle and it's making you look like a bell end." And then the next one, it was Justin Morehouse, who's a mate of mine, and was doing that shithouse thing of going, let's be nice, though. Let's not be cunts about anything. We're not going to go nasty, are we? I was like, yeah, 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 we'll just be fun. And he started listing girls I'd banged. (laughs) It was absolutely fucking brutal. And then ended with my dad's got Parkinson's. I was like, Jesus Christ, Justin. He won. Justin, the one who opened your um, DVD special thing in the... um no, that's Freddie. That's Freddie. I know Justin's. I'm sure I must have seen him. Oh, he's all over the shop. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's done telly. He's been yeah, on yeah, nights and stuff like that. And he also, you'll know him from doing me in 2016. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, um, the bastard. Would you ever go into it? Would you ever, like, let's say, you know, podcast collapses, comedy uh, forgets about you, and uh, you're just looking for another form of income? You're one and one. You're looking at like your job prospects. No one will hire you because you haven't done anything for 20 years. Why are you trying to make me feel sad? <laughs> your cat's dead. You've been bummed by a homeless guy. Your wife's left you because you're a cunt. Would you consider it? Would uh, you get into it? Your daughter's a crackhead. We've already talked about it. You'd have to start with an Eminem third round eight mile verse if you've got all that stuff. Yeah. I uh, have been bummed. I think, me and you, I think me and you at a live event at the end should have a battle. Right. I think that'll be fun. Right. Yeah. Looking, do it? looking forward to that one. <laughs> really looking forward to I'm that gonna one. I'm going to pay O'Shea to write for me. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. Great. 10 grand and it's coming out of your, your half of the Patreon money. I'm going to get Tony <laughs> to write for me. <laughs> my uncle Tony. <laughs> I you see. You're right. You're right. <laughs> do you know what's really funny? How far away the image in your head of Tony yeah, is yeah, yeah. from Tony D. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're right. picturing... A 50-year-old fat white guy with heart problems. <laughs> yeah. And he's a really small, skinny black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really want to rap battle, but oh, uh, why? I'll do it for comedy's sake. I'm not doing it here today. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know. I think you should do a mirror match here today. I reckon you should freestyle battle yourself. What would you say about yourself? You are such a twat. <laughs> Such a twat. In podcasting, there's there's like there's a moment sometimes where you can literally just go, I'm not I've not got it, but for the next minute, here's a fucking grenade and you're holding it. And that's what Adam did. And he literally maneuvered himself for it. Like, what would you do if you were doing a rap battle in your mirror? Go on. Okay. <laughs> I've got a lot of work with that. Oh yeah. There's a lot going on. What do you mean in terms of self-deprecation? Yeah. I've been doing it for a year. I've called myself I've t- said Glasses. told 
Everyone, I've got no a small dick. Yeah. Little dick. I'm a porn addict. Yeah. You look like an autistic kid. Uh, is this a rap battle? Are you just having a go? <laughs> Celebrity if you're going to just slam the fuck out of me, <laughs> my daughter's a crackhead. At least make it rhyme, Adam. Your daughter isn't a crackhead, but she's got the potential to be one. Is this an intervention? <laughs> Could you at least make it rhyme? <laughs> got no hair on your fucking head. Your <sighs> bonds. You look like a non. <sighs> um, right. We're going to have to have a break because I feel really hurt emotionally so let's have a sponsor from one of the money cunts <laughs> you've won me over say that i know <laughs> yeah but i'm a battle rapper so i don't give a fuck see you in norfolk bitch hey listen to this this podcast have a word yeah is sponsored by beer52.com and we have been for about a year now they are our og sponsor and I've got to tell you about them. If you don't know who they are, they are the number one craft beer discovery club in the UK. What's a craft beer discovery club, Adam? Well, I'll fucking tell you, mate, okay? What they do is they help you discover craft beer. They send you different craft beers every month from all over the world. Different themes every month as well. You might get a month worth of South African beers. You might get some from Argentina the next month. You might get some from South Korea or something. All over the world, they'll help you discover the best craft beers that you've never heard of. And here's the best thing. Because you're a listener to this podcast, not only do you get a free case of eight beers and an award-winning beer magazine for free just by going to beer52.com slash word all you do pay the postage and packaging eight free beers free beer magazine and a little tasty snack as well and also it helps us out you support our sponsors they support us this thing can keep going we can keep the have a weird gravy train on the fucking track so go to beer52.com slash word right now and get yourself some bevies for nothing right we've got some correspondence from our good listeners at haveawordpod at gmail.com if you want to get in on the public. Jonathan Yarker's got a would you rather. Has he? And it's got a uh, it's got a little bit of a hip-hop theme, so I feel like it's uh, very in tune with what we've been talking about. Would you rather... So, O'Shea, you just got to literally... You can't be like, I do neither. You've got to live or die by yeah. one of these in this made-up world that we're I making really a living. I really love that you explain would you rather to the guests as if the concept's going to be lost on anyone. Uh, you know... You know battle rapping, but we know would you rather. So, right? so this it. is, you're on our turf now. This is our house. Um, would you rather be forced to speak with a weird DMX impression voice, including the what at the end of every <laughs> sentence? <laughs> That's Ja Rule. <laughs> That's not Ja Rule. That's a stag in heat. <laughs> 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 What was that? Oh, it's, it's mate. It's mating season. <laughs> Fucking right. Hey, hey Rona's <laughs> done. Rona's done. Dmx. Oh, that's Kevin Webster. Isn't it? Hey. X gone. Give it to you. I've had the Rona, and now I'm from fucking Charlie. Focus. Right. <clears throat> Would you rather be forced to speak in a weird Dmx impression voice, <clears throat> including the? <clears throat> Did he just do what at the end of everything? Near enough. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Is it X gone? Give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Clear your throat. It's horrible. I'm not the- I've got the headphones on. This is me, DMX impression. All right. It's, it's no, it's my. <coughs> Your chest infection. <laughs> now you see, what everyone's thinking is a black rapper, and what, I'm, what you sound like is my Uncle Tony, the 50 year old white guy with, <laughs> with underlying health issues. Look out, be careful with fucking COVID. Oh! Every time you see someone in a wheelchair, you have to suddenly push them along 20 yards and go, wee <laughs> at the top of your voice. I'd rather do the DMX one, but the wheelchair one seems a lot more 
funny to do, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, you, I think you're going to get arrested for that one. The problem with the wheelchair one is what if you're less than 20 yards from the edge of a cliff? <laughs> Push them the other there way. There was a fella that... Would you, you're going to live and die by the would you rather's. Gerard! There was a fella at the um, train station then in a wheelchair. There was, was there? Yeah, so and he, he was facing the track oh. as well. So. He's a goner there. Right, can I just say... <laughs> back there to say we as well as I pushed him over. Can I just say, in the would you rather, can you pick the 20 yards where death isn't part of it? You're like, hey, lad, you're facing the cliffs. I've got four to play with. You're 16 yards of fucked here. <laughs> Mate, you can just turn them and then do the 20 yards. It doesn't say that. Oh, it doesn't. So let's just assume it's murderous. Uh, I'd actually like to just say, I'll do both. Motherfucker. Wee! Yeah, do it wh while you're pushing them. Who? Wee! No, that's Al Pacino. <laughs> that's Al Pacino pushing someone in a wheelchair. She had a great chair! And you got your ass all the way in it! I've laughed a fart out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, <sighs> I would love to uh, have DMX's voice. Would you? I'd love to have DMX's nose right now, wherever he is. Can I call bullshit on your fucking arse? It's a bad one. Oh, Adam, bloody row. This is happening all the time. You're boffing on the pod. I think Dan, have you seen gave the, me food poisoning. Have you seen a video when DMX does a, a concert to like an entire continent? Yeah, yeah, it's mad, that, isn't it? Fucking insane. You are? He's, he's on stage and there's about 17 million people in the crowd. Where is he? He's in Africa somewhere. He performs. It's like one of the biggest crowds ever. Oh my god! You can't not see crowd. Can't see it. Have you seen it's the, the start of the Lion King? It, it's like that. Careful. Why? No, I don't know. Why? <laughs> I just feel the Lion like... King is set in Africa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's a really good representation of Africans. So DMX is on stage. The giraffes are there. The hippo are there. Yeah, and he's going, X gone, give it to you. The <laughs> manga, <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. But that's what it looks like. He's like, why can I only think of one DMX song? I can just think of X gone. Give it to you. Is that the only one he had? Oh, it's fucking loads. I need is party it? up in here. Party up in here. Is, is that favorite. the that only is... one he had? It's the only. One... I... You don't know anything about DMX. Rough Come Riders. On. Behave. Do Rough Riders. Slipping Rough Riders album. All right. Okay. Anthem. Sorry. Um, right. What's the one with Cisco? What these bitches want? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I like that song. Um, in your accent, that was. Uh, we're the hood at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DMX is great. Oh, that's yeah. my uh, stage entrance song. I want to get a bit aggy. Right. It was a um, little green bag, but DMX could be the next one. Right. Yeah. Did you ever walk on song, O'Shea? Um, no, but the, when they, done the, they started doing the wrestling music to walk on, I had the Bret Hart theme, which I wasn't too happy about because I wasn't a huge Bret Hart fan, to be honest. <laughs> Did you not get to pick your own? No, no, they picked it for <laughs> us. So, so we just had to accept it. Have you got a walk on song? If you pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Because I'm a fucking adult comedian. It's the kind of thing you do when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to walk on to this. And you're like, do you want to write your first joke? Never mind that. I'm going to walk on to the Foo Fighters. That'll be cool. What was your walk on song at the live show? Yeah, if you... Oh, yeah, but that was just... That was I don't just mean in real life. No, I, mean, I don't mean like you walk into Greg's and they put fucking wannabe on the Spice Girls on. It's what you heard. It's what you hear. It. Right. This is um, here comes the money. Shane McMahon. Isn't it? it was let me it clear my throat, wasn't it? I was just doing a coronavirus joke. If you went it on wasn't tour, wasn't my real intro. If you went on tour, yeah. and you were playing Preston Arena, what's it called in Preston? It's called the Preston Arena. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Twenty-eight thousand people. 
right next to the KFC in the bus station. What you want about? <laughs> it's no arena. The reason an arena in Preston, it's fucking Preston. What's the big thing there then? Uh, it's closed down. <laughs> the theatre, the Charter Theatre. What's the biggest venue in Preston? The Guildhall. It Which was. Is... I think it's closed down. You're making me feel sad about Preston. <laughs> Can I do my hometown gig somewhere else? Yeah. Right, great. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Manchester. Yeah. I'll do the, the MEN. I'll do the Wigan Arena. Go on. You're doing the MEN Arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? 12,000 people. Can't wait. Right? Yeah. Dan Nightingale. Yeah. Work in progress. Right. Right? Getting warmed up for your big tour. I always love doing 12,000 arena shows for work in progress. Yeah. Here's another joke I've just thought of. Uh, let me know what you think of this. But what's your Warhol song going to be? You've uh, got it. It's got to be big. Yeah, it's got to go big. You know what I mean? You've got to go big for a room like Huge, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step to and Son, the theme tune. What's that? <laughs> I wish just that once you take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll take it seriously. While I waft away the smell of your bum. Um, something hip-hoppy, but, you know, something cool hip I'd like Run the Jewels at, at the moment. Of, like Something cool. I don't know. Like some of their stuff or, like or logic maybe. I don't know. Like you can't, yeah, something hip hoppy, but not, mm. can't go DMX because it's a bit like 2002, isn't it? What was no? going to be my other one? If I didn't, because mine's Place Your Hands by Reef. That's what I always come on to. It's just habit now and I'm so sick of it. What was the other one going to be? I don't know. Dollar not... billion, dollar billion. Which one is it? Oh, um, fucking Batman Scoop. Batman Scoop. It's a good intro song now. Yeah, big drop, big drop. That one. Can you do? You, do you? Can you enjoy hip hop? Because we've said this with comedy loads. Like we watch comedy now, and you start to see the joins, and you sort of see the bits, and you try and predict where it's going. Are you the same with hip hip hop? Listening to hip hop, or is it so separate from what you do that I, you can? I, d I like. I don't know if it's just because I'm at an age, but I I listen to hip hop more than anything else. But I still listen to the same hip hop I used to listen to when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. So I'm still listening to DMX and Method Man and Redman and MOP. And people from that generation and we sang more than I couldn't tell you a, a future song or a logic song or I couldn't tell you any of them. Yeah. But I still listen to it. I'd I'd I could tell you Jay Z's old songs, but I couldn't tell you anything he's done in the last ten years. Oh, it's tragic. Music could have stopped in two thousand and eight and I'd have been all right. I'm at that point where I know it's there's some ever since fifty cents Get Rich or Die Trying album came out. I don't think I've listened so much after it. Not the pinnacle. I think that was the pinnacle of where it ended for me, you know yeah. what I mean? That was the last great, great hip-hop album for yeah. me. It's weird, though. And obviously there has been bossed up, yeah, yeah. but it's just... It just misses you. Like, it's weird how sort of... i seen a tweet about this from Laura Lex not so long ago, and I don't agree with what she said, but it made it set me off on a train of thought. She, she said something like, um, McFly are a much better band than the Beatles, and it's just nostalgia that tells people otherwise. That was what she said. Right, now I don't agree with that even a little bit, but... Sounds like clickbait. It's weird the way nostalgia plays that role in music, though, isn't it? Is, it is, isn't it? Because, like, the 70s and 80s, and, like, you know, my dad's like, oh, this is fucking great, this shit. And some of it's dog shit. And there's some great music and tunes that come out now. But, like, you'll never see it that way. And, like, I'm just wondering, like, in 30 years, are we going to be saying the same yeah. to the next generation? Yeah, it's just, it's just noise, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gonna be it's like mumble rap. Obviously, I can't stand it, but uh, people love it, don't they? So there must be that generation thing must happen, mustn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a, you associate it with a part of your youth, don't you? Yeah. I remember being seventeen, eighteen, listening to the Verve, and I thought it was the coolest shit ever. And I associate now urban hymns when I 
hear lucky man or anything, I go, God, yeah, being 17, it was 18 was great. I was invincible. I was getting laid. You're never going to have the same association when you're like 53 and you've just had a hip replacement. Yeah. Like, oh, I heard this song when I was in hospital, convalescing after major surgery. It's a bit like, like it's a not gonna... reversal as well, isn't it? With bands like McFly and that, because I can, when I was a kid and McFly, but I was not a kid, but I used to, weren't they like a bit of a joke? Yeah. And same even with Take That when I was younger, 13, 14, when they were out. Everyone used to think, fucking hell, they're the worst band ever. It's little girls. But then when you grow up, people seem to have a lot more respect for them now, don't you? The opposite way of what it usually goes. I remember Alex Boardman said something uh, to me about, uh, like, Take That. So he said he had, like, this moment. And we, I used to spend a lot of time in the car with Alex because <clears throat> uh, we used to play footy on a Monday morning. And he would drive from Manchester to play footy with us in Liverpool. And he would pick me and Carl up sometimes on the way to footy. Because footy was like 20 minutes from where we lived and neither of us drove. And it was on his way from Manchester to the to the pitch. He'd drive past our house. So we, I spent a lot of time when Carl didn't play. It was just me and Alex in the car. I'm talking about like comedy and stuff. And he said, in his head, Tom Stade is the best comic in the UK working. And he's including McIntyre. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, Tom Stade is a better comic than Michael McIntyre is. But for some reason, I never understood why McIntyre was more successful. He said, and then on the same night, his missus went to see Take That, and he went to see it, like his favourite band, who were a lot smaller. And he was in he was in the O2 in Liverpool, which holds like a thousand people. And Take That were in like at Old Trafford yeah, yeah. with like 30,000 people or whatever. And it was like that night he went, oh, it's the same. Take that, I'm massive. But they're nowhere near as good as these. But it's because they're so much more accessible and it's easier to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and when you get to a certain age, it's almost like your hard drive's full, isn't it? Like, unless you're a proper, if you're really into music, that's how I feel. Some of these bands that these young like young lads are into now probably are technically or like talent wise as good as what I was yeah, into of course, yeah. but I'm 40 yeah, and I drive a Volvo it, yeah. and my hard drive of like music I give a shit about is nearly full and they're at the point where like it's so important to them and like I just yeah I but I don't ever want to turn into one of those guys who's like what's this shit yeah. I don't want to listen to this because I know stuff that's being listened to now is probably fucking great but I think everyone's got a bit of Alex Boardman in them going ah I like that and I love it and that's yeah. my sort of thing yeah 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 what would you go to dream dream gig I could get you a ticket no Rona uh, tomorrow night you can watch we've had this question a few times on the pod Mob Deep really yeah they're probably my favourite band them, I've seen MOP MOP uh, I've seen oh. Man. I've seen Red Man. Mob what? Deep are of all my favourite what's the famous MOP What's the one that got remixed? Anti up. Oh, anti up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And there's, there's I went to see them. Someone got stabbed to death in the toilets. Went down to London to watch them. Um, right, probably them. Got, yeah, probably them a, Norfolk lads coming yeah, down. Telling you, it was <laughs> a very, very dodgy in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very stabbed. dodgy atmosphere there. Like, what did they get stabbed to death in the toilets for? So, uh, gang shit. It was. Oh. It, 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 I, I wasn't involved in any of it. You know what I mean? It, we all got dragged out and everyone got searched and all that. Someone had been stabbed in the toilet. <laughs> Adam, I, don't, I know someone's been stabbed, but do you know what it was about? <laughs> I think it was toilet roll. So it's got pretty nasty in there. Well, but sometimes it does get a bit eggy in the toilet, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember one time I was having a wee and some fella was trying to look at me dick. I nearly fucking stabbed that cunt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a knife though. So. <laughs> Just stab him with your dick. 
Do you hate that though? You're only having a wee. I'm just trying to have a look. <laughs> What's your dream cake? You'll be allowed to just piss on them if they look at you. I have thought uh, that. Have you never looked? You probably end up getting stabbed there. I you? have, but like. <laughs> <laughs> do you not hate that? Do you never feel like. <laughs> I'm gonna ask me. And no, I love it, Adam. I love it. I'm like everybody. I'm here. And especially when <laughs> they've had the option to leave a gap of a urinal, and they come right fucking oh, no, next to you, yeah, yeah. like a fucking super nonce, and they're in the right next one, and then they're having a little. I'm like, leave my fucking. Were you there at this gig? Do you know something about this? No. Was someone clock your knob at a, a mob deep gig? <laughs> um, right, we uh, we need to move on. Here. It's getting uh, un. It's unsur- really funny and interesting. What so was the question? Be- no, unsurprisingly. <laughs> It's so this is the DMX question. What? I'm still on the DMX wheelchair question. Nah. That's gone, on it? What, did, what are we talking We've about? ended up in a toilet. Yeah, but we didn't really answer the question, did we? What would you rather do? I need closure. <laughs> he didn't need closure until you told him he needed closure. I'd look at your dick. I'd be that mm. guy. Um, I would be the... I'd re- kill the disabled people. That's I'd- what I'd do. Okay, good. And that's the closure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I nearly said something really horrible there that definitely would have been. Oh dear. Um, Say it and I'll cut it off. No, that's fine. Pussy. Um, if I know it's over the line, considering what we've said and done on this podcast in the past year, then. Oh shit, the time. Right, let's do a have a word and then uh, bounce. Right. So this guy has got in touch. He wants to be anonymous. Um, right, he said, all right, lids, how are we? Want to know if it's me you need to have a word with or this bird that I've been banging. So, to set the scene, I'm 24 and just out of a two and a half year relationship. So I wanted to get back on the Tinder bike, match with this 28 year old bird from Widness. And we've seen each other a few times and then we've slept together. I asked if she was the only one of her friends without kids as there had been no mention of children from her side and nothing on her social media, etc., And her response was, yeah, quite firm. She said, yes. Fast forward to the day after the jiggery pokery and she messaged me telling me I need to know something. She drops the bombshell that in fact she has a nine-year-old kid. I'm immediately taken aback as this kid was nowhere to be seen during the two occasions I was at hers. No pictures, no mention during the month or so we had been chatting, and then obviously she's flat out lied. Am I being a cunt for using this as a get-out clause, or do I have a valid point to fuck her off on? And that's from Anonymous. Okay, so first of all, there are no 28-year-old women in witness who don't have nine-year-old children. (laughs) So he needs to stop being so naive, doesn't he? Yeah. Nine-year-olds that age, you don't really need to worry about them anyway, do you? I yeah. wouldn't be bothered if it was nine. That's a, that's a really good point. It's not like he's going to have to wipe this kid's That's ass. what I mean. If it's one and two and she wants you to get involved with them, that's when you need to bounce. But nine-year-old, he goes with his dad's, can't he? Yeah. yeah. That's and my if, view. And if it. his dad's not around, give him a fucking cheese string and tell yeah. him to fuck off for a bit so you can upstairs. nod his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> give him a cheese string. Just give him like a bus pass, like a daily bus pass. Let him fucking ride around town for a bit. Yeah. Just let him watch whatever film he wants if he's nine. Because yeah. he'll watch whatever he wants then. Yeah. Yeah. The and you're all just a little dude, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you've got a bit of expendable income, you could be like, mate, let's just, cards on the table. Here's £30 cash. <laughs> I want to bang your mum. 
Just buy him all new right. 40 boots all we'll the time. We'll be mates. Is that not prostitution, though? Doesn't that make a nine-year-old a pimp? Prostitution. Prostitution. I wish also I'd not looked directly at Adam while I was imagining talking to a nine-year-old and talking about banging mams. Like, here, Adam, he's liquid. <laughs> no, but wouldn't that make the kid a pimp if he's taking payment so his ma can get dicked? No, it's not It's not payment for the sex. It's just payment to Hush money. off. And I doubt she's cut, he's cutting it in either. <laughs> I think O'Shea's got a good point there, man. A bit old, isn't it? Nine, you can get away with that. Oh, if you're 24, though, are you getting involved with the... I think what he's saying is basically... He's done anyway. Yeah, he wants he? out, so he wants out, doesn't he? Yeah. After a, bail. after a month, you don't have to be like... You don't have to take the moral hagger and You lied, madam! <laughs> I would have married you! I would have fathered your nine-year-old child. 30 pounds everywhere. How long though? did she hide it for? A month. Ah. He do, that's his get-out clause, though. I'm going to ask that you've got kids. It's like you lied to me. It's just a bit weird. Yeah. Bam. Easy. Yeah. He has got. He has got a. Really he holds good... all the cards here, doesn't yeah. he? I all think them. what he should do. Here we go. Buckle <laughs> up. Buckle up. We've had the responses that we thought we get, but now Adam's winding up. Swing, bala bala bala. I just, you know, I think he needs to respect her. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it. His voice. I think what he should definitely do is just. Stick around for another month and lie to her right. about something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Get her back. <laughs> Get her back. Make it even. Right. Don't just leave. Because like, if he leaves now, he's lost. He got lied to and he never got to lie back. So what he should do is shag one of her mates and outright deny her for a month and then leave her. Just so glad there was no more nine-year-olds involved in that one. And, you know. Kidnap the kid. Kidnap the kid. Use it as a ransom. Like I want a mill. All your kids getting pushed in the middle. Kidnap the kid. Take the kid on holiday so that the kid doesn't even want to go back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just ghost her. Do you remember before you were like, never ghost someone? I think ghosting might be the better version of abducting the child ghosting and taking it really out of the nasty. country. It makes people have questions. I'm yeah, ch- child Kidnap Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Child abduction is frowned upon as well. Ghosting, yeah. yeah, they're both bad. But if he takes that kid to like fucking West Derby or something and finally gets that kid out of witness, the kid will be made up. Um, one more, and then I've got a b- b- bounce. Uh, he's, he's put what? Are we finished with that one? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Why do you, why have you got, do you want to do more? I wanted to go into more details about how the kidnap would work, but no, we'll can move on. <laughs> like, really? I'm so, Adam, can I apologize for stunting your artistic flow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next one? Okay. Oh, now you want the next one? You won't talk You've about it. it. Right, cool. Uh, could you have a word with my, with my missus? I yeah, don't happily. mind being a porn star. Actually, I'd love it for the other half. Uh, uh, I object to it being filmed, though. So this guy's saying he loves shagging, but he just doesn't want it filmed, though. Not saying it wouldn't happen, but don't want to see myself on social media somewhere down the line. Apparently, according to her, that makes me a bore, and it's, it's causing an issue. Right, so can you have a word? Let's just because that sounds a bit clunky. He hasn't written that very well. I don't know what's wrong with our listeners. A lot of them can't write. Um, I didn't edit this one. Sometimes I edit them down. Yeah, he he did. What this. he's saying is, I like shagging me misses, and I'm dead good in bed, but I don't want her to film it in she, case we split up and she posts it online. She's asked. She's asked if if they can film it. Yeah. Have Have you ever had a filmy? Oh yes, he has. Look at that face. No. Have you not? No. Why did you? Where did you? Because I smiled. You were like, "What is he doing?" Have you never had like a tape of you? I don't. Back in the day, 
a gramophone. Have you done? Have you had any? Got a box set, mate. Got a box set. Yeah, full with three DVDs. Nah, yeah. but he's got it. He's got to use his own phone, hasn't he? It's obvious. Like, I will do it. But I'm using this phone, and you're yeah. not getting access to it. Right. But what's That's the point? Fun. Doesn't she want if uh, having a little flap when he's not around? That's how he's got to show it. Oh. So you say you can do Don't that. Don't touch it. Look just stand. stand there like that. Don't touch it. Oh, you've wiped <laughs> up the screen. Yeah, I think what he you, needs to do. Would you film? Would you film? Are you a? Th- could you see yourself filming it? Again, you, you. Oh, have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know you have. Yeah. You told me. You yeah. didn't film it. I know you guys are. Close. I'm the production, but it. Oh wasn't God. it you? Was it? Yeah, he directed it. Just <laughs> him on loud. Speaker. I know. I know. Content is king, but lads. I've filmed. Yeah. Yeah. I've filmed with someone else. Shoes right off. With someone else. Of course, with someone else. Suck on his own knob off. That is Carl. Just fucking wanking in the minute. I mean, I mean, as Carl directed one of your wanks. Pick up the pace, lad. Come on. (laughs) Like a flick. Girls like it. Right. Girls like having a little sort of, oh, we did this, didn't we? Yeah. They're no longer on my phone because they're from past. past Relationships. Relationships. Ventures. We'll say relationships. We'll say ventures. O'Shea, is it just me? I feel like when you're a bit older, you're like, I'm glad that I wasn't around for the era of the dick pic. It was great. You couldn't send a dick pic on a Nokia 3210. Did you ever take a Polaroid and just post it? Did I take a Polaroid? (laughs) And post it? The saddest moment in your life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's come out nice, that. Look at that. (laughs) You better not be using a Polaroid. I bought you for that. Yeah, I'll do. You bought me a Polaroid for Christmas. I will take a dick. I'll take a dick pic. No, I don't it. want you to. Did you never do that though? Was dick pics just not a thing before digital yeah, cameras? No. So you still didn't, very, like, post- uh, very strange dick pics, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> In general, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moving on, moving on. I actually asked my missus the other day if I went away, would she want me to send her pictures of me dick? And she said very politely that she would not. In, in different places around the world. That'd be amazing. Little Adam. In Look, fu- it's old of the leaning tower of Pisa. Yeah. Fucking hell. Here, here he is, little Adam in front of the Trevi fountain. Fucking hell. The fucking carbonara are all over with guns. They're getting arsy. I call him Little Vinny, actually. Um, but I know they're not called the fucking carbonara. It was a joke before anyone fucking tweets at me. Yeah, I asked her. I was like, because... You know what I mean? If like if I'm seeing a girl and she sends me a nude, I f- you like it, don't you? It's fucking good. You're like, what? Ah, look at that. Oh, I'm just. But a, like, a, I just don't think. Like, I think the the attraction to me. <laughs> has to be from beyond the visual. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've necessarily got the worst face in the world, but you know, me stood in a mirror with me dick out. I just don't think anyone's like. <laughs> Gonna be super into that. Do you like it? Um, <clears throat> I have you doing your set with your knob because then it's got your personality in. No, but like, I know what he's saying though. With Adam, with a beautiful out, woman, yeah. a picture in the mirror, like, like at the best angle showing your ass and all that, that's good for us, isn't it? Because we're like, wow, that's all that. you need. If Adam's yeah. sending a dick pic, it's got to come with like his credit rating, yeah. a fucking screenshot of his bank account. Yeah, but, what but you girls fa- do like you, girl, from my experience. Girls do like a video of a lad wanking. Like not 
not like, not like unrequested. Ladies, at haveawordpod at gmail.com. And any of our gay female listeners that Adam ingratiated himself with early, could you back up what Adam's just saying? Because I, I know this about my lesbian friends. They love a DM of a wanking pic. No, 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 no. Hey, this will come on. No. You picked the wrong team here, girl. You're taking that out of context. I'm not saying that's a way to say hello. I'm not saying dropping the DMs be like, hey, love, get on this. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is girls who are getting either in a relationship or are in that flirty stage, like the, a Snapchat of a little spaff, that they're, they're oh, into that. Mate, not- well, they have to ask for it or at least okay it in advance. Yeah. I... I don't know. I couldn't think of anything Have you less never ad- sent one? No, and I couldn't think of anything less attractive than yours in the entire world. I've got quite a nice looking dick, you know, it's quite handsome. <laughs> Honestly. She's only got and, one vein. Yeah, and you should see it in front of the fucking Sphinx and the pyramid. <laughs> when little, when little Adam's dick was in Egypt, he had a great time. You know, <laughs> in camel land. <laughs> Here's my dick riding a camel. <laughs> You're doing a lot of justice there. O'Shea hasn't talked for about 12 of the minutes of this because he's just like, you fucking bellends. Is this what you do as a job? <laughs> it is. Yes, um, but here's the thing, right? Go on. I'm not lying. And the women, our many female listeners will back me up on this. They we, would rather we, see a video of a man mm. wanking than a picture of a still dick. Um, there's just so many opportunities to do no context have a words with Adam today he's been on absolute fire you have been a no context have a word machine today can we do a poll then on Twitter I really think you need to back this up because I don't think girls want to see us spanking it I know my wife does not I'm at the point in life where if my wife sends me a picture and she's naked it's to fuck it like I found a rash that's where we're at (laughs) I'm not even joking like does that look like is that a stretch mark have you never exchanged anything like this I've never sent a dick pic or a wank video no yeah me neither all weird you know Never, no. Oh, Finn's got something to say. Finley! Finn's I've not taught the whole episode, but yeah, I'm, I'm with Adam on this one. Girls like it, don't they? Uh, in my experience, yeah. See, he's been with one girl for 10 years, and maybe she's just not into it. You're from the dark ages, and he's in your age range. I'm 39 years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're from the dark ages. You're doing well to work it, a phone. Never mind, get like, your dick out. It, it's... It's attractive to them because they're like, that's mad dick. I hey, could be wanking that off. At Have A Word Pod will be on Twitter later where Twitter can decide this. <laughs> it's what? Adam sending wank videos to Bernie Mac by the sounds of it. I thought you said Danny Mac. I was like, he's not going to like that, mate. That's uh, mad dick. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, obviously I'm in a relationship, so I can't be sending them. But if, uh, if any girl's watching... Want one of those videos? I've got a couple of friends who are single who could provide them for any women out there who are going through a dry patch. What if? Um, <laughs> I don't think "dry patch" was the right turn of phrase to use there. Um, Vaginally. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh, what if they're female ten pound patrons? You send a dick pic then, will you? No. Oh come on. I have to ask if I'm allowed. Right, okay, cool. It has to be signed. Signed. O'Shea, I'm sorry about the end of I've really enjoyed it. I feel like we talked about rap battling to the point where we're like, God, it's been so long since we've extensively talked about penises. Um, 
where can we find you? Where can we see your stuff? I think a um, lot of these people are going to want to see you do your thing. Uh, YouTube, we've just put O'Shea in, or Dick Limerick Academy, all, all stuff, videos, music videos, songs. We're on Bandcamp, um, Twitter, O'Shea FC. All the usual things, um, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, all that stuff. And if you are looking, if you've never really watched any rap battles or listened to any of them and you're looking for sort of a gateway drug into it, I would tell you to watch O'Shea Battle Tony D. You see pretty much everything that Don't Flop has to offer in one battle. Yeah. And I love Tony D, and I think he's one of the best ever. And I still think you won that one. It's one of them, and it? it's a, it's probably the best to watch if you want to see the full spectrum of yeah. streets, jokes, yeah. bars, cleverness. Because on top, like, one, like, like we will wrap up in a sec, but like you're known for being more jokes, and he's known for being more bars. But because you're facing each other as well, you both do each other's thing yeah, in it as well, yeah. and you both show you've got that. Sort of string to your bow as well as I'm not joking. He absolutely. It's not just like blowing smoke. He fucking loves rap battles. I'm, I know that you've loved today because you've been looking yeah. forward to getting O'Shea in. Totally. I really yeah. appreciate it, man. It's been fascinating. Thank you, Thank you for having and me We'd on, love man. to have you back. Sure. Go and check his stuff out. Uh, go and check our Patreon out, patreon.com slash haveawordpod. We are going to start filming the, the big quiz, Carl's big special quiz that's only going to be on Patreon. It has been a pleasure today. I've really enjoyed it. Adam, any, uh, anything we need to add? Um, no, I don't think so. My stand-up special is edging ever close to 100,000 views. If you don't mind, go and watch that. Adam Road Club Comic on YouTube. Merch is at haveawaypod.com. And as Dan said, we got one of the best Patreon memberships in, in the, the game. game. There's 2,500 people on there now, and we'd be, be nice with 3,000 sometime soon. So, you know, just go and sign up and tell your mate too as well. Bye, Felicia. In a bit.